All right, what's up, everybody, and welcome to Video Game Purist. This will be VGP episode 163. I am one of your hosts. My name's Fred Rojas, and joining me, as always, from the East Coast, Mr. Trees. How's it going, sir? Here I am. Here I am, ready to go. And a eager, willing, and ready. <laughs> and a happy pre Fourth of July. We are recording this on Sunday night, so it's a couple days before Fourth of July. Oh, when yeah, people hear right. this, it'll be post Fourth of July. So those of you out there, hope you didn't um, injure yourself. Hope you had a safe and like at least mildly sober in whatever version of sobriety you choose to call yourself. Um, you know, for yeah, hope you weren't a hope you weren't a dumbass. Yes. Yes, exactly. We call it the three R's at my new employment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three reds. Red, what was it? Red neck, red something, red face. Red neck, red face, red something. Red <clears throat> beer, maybe? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah. And my apologies to all our redneck listeners out there. We appreciate you. Um, but yeah. Anyway. And trees, I came with, I got a whole fucking lineup here. It looks like a bar in my office here. Oh, boy. Because we talked about this yesterday, and we talked about this last show. So I got me some some Sunny D, but I went a little against the grain. Oh, that's right. Yes. Got some yes, raspberry right. yeah. lemonade yeah. Sunny D. Mm. And mm-hmm. then I was going to get vodka, but I don't like vodka, really. Like, I mean, it's alcohol, so I'll drink anything, but I don't like vodka. So I actually got um, silver tequila, which is more my speed, and I made myself a little short drink. Of course, it's got to be short because trees. There's a lot of sugar in Sunny D, and I am not oh, yeah. used to sugar. So this will be an interesting night. His, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, here's my. I don't mean to make you jealous, but look at. Oh, it's beautiful. So what are you, what are you taunting me with that I don't have in my neck of the woods? This uh, is <clears throat> Sunny D vodka seltzer. And you know, it's like got the logo on it. Like that is authorized like, by Sunny D. It's so the joke has been, uh, I don't know where my kid got the idea of Sunny D. Like, cause I haven't, me and my wife haven't seen it in like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, but somehow he wanted some or something. So she, she bought, they were in the supermarket and he's seen it and he asked what it was. And she goes, that's like, it's like orange drink soda, you know? <laughs> And uh, no, no, it's like viscous sort of. It's like orange. orange juice. No one knows juice. what it is. It's like orange juice and Tang had a kid. <laughs> yeah, and then you mixed in some Nickelodeon slime. Yeah, like there's something absolutely. going on with it because it is you know thick. I mean? Like even thick. even the raspberry lemonade, right? It's thick. Like it's uh, to put it into yeah. perspective for those that don't want to take this plunge um, and have had alcohol. It's like mm-hmm. way thicker than like the sour mix of like a margarita. <laughs> like it's thick. It's thick. It's yeah. thick. It, um, chewing it. So, so I said to her, I go, where did you, hell did, where did you get that? She goes, oh, we bought it. I was like, that's crazy. I said, I haven't seen Sunny D forever. And then sure enough, I go to Sumac with him. <laughs> and literally, we walk in and there's an end cap of this shit. There like big jugs of it. And I go, what is going on? It's like a bear shit in the woods. It's like <laughs> you mention it and now I, it's, I'm tripping over these fucking things. So then he wanted a big jug of it to have at home. I was like, sure, why not? So we get it. And then we were having company over. Uh, we had company over yesterday for like a barbecue and a fire. Mm-hmm. So I stopped at the liquor store to pick up <laughs> just some some community beer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Beer that you don't really care about. 
but at the same time, you won't mind drinking it if it gets left over in your fridge, right? Yep. So I stopped and I walk in, you know, what's, what is the big display brand new when I walk in? Sunny D vodka seltzes is a big old display. I go, are you shitting me? And I said, I have to buy it. Like I have yeah. to buy it. I have yeah. to show my wife because she'll die. So I picked it up and I call her up because I'm, I'm asking if she needs anything else at the supermarket. They go, by the way, I said, I picked something up at the store. You're going to lose your mind. It's hilarious. And she goes, is it Sunny D? <laughs> Seltzers. And I went, yeah. She goes, we were just in Michelle's corner store and they had them in the front. <laughs> so these fucking things exploded somehow and they're everywhere. And so I had some last night, Fred, and they were delicious. I bet. I mean, oh, they I were the same as those high noons, right? They're 4.5. Mm-hmm. You could not taste a hint of alcohol. These things tasted like tang. Like, I don't remember what Sunny D says, like, but it was, it literally just tasted like an orange drink. And I'm like, my boy Danny, I'm like, dude, there's no way. I don't know what the alcohol content, but it can't be high. I go, because right. these are like, <laughs> these are like soft Too drinks, smooth. like, yeah. for real. And then we look, I'm like, these are 4.5. I go, these are fucking dangerous, man. So then I said, oh, yeah. I need to get some for the show. I was going to save them for the show, but we drank them. We only had four of them. We're like, these are delicious. So we're drinking these. These are gone. And then um, I wish I bought a whole pack of them. And then, you know, I went to a different liquor store today, and there was one left in the back four pack. Like, they sold out. There you go. Yeah. It's a hot shit right now. Sunny D vodka seltzer is absolutely delicious. You know? Well, yeah. So I have a quick question. Um, Yes. Do they also solve the viscous problem? Like, are they thinner? Like, do they... Yeah, they're literally just they don't even have right? color. Yeah. yeah, they don't even have color. They're just clear. So see, that's a better way to consume Sunny D. I mean, assuming <laughs> that you're an alcohol drinker, which you know, right. I, I it appears like seventy two percent of the population has alcohol at some point in time in their lives. So that's <laughs> a decent number. We, we're we're covering a lot of bases as long as you're over twenty one, which I'm going to go out on a limb and say a vast majority, if not all, of our listeners are. <laughs> I just don't think I mean, we're we're really connecting with that under twenty one crowd right now. <laughs> yeah, if I if I was like uh, tipsy already, and yeah. you handed me like Sunny D from the fridge with some alcohol in it, I'd probably spit it out. I'd be like, "Did you give me backwash? Like what? Gross! Like what is this?" Those Sunny D commercials were great, too, because they'd always, the kids would walk in, and do you remember, they'd be like, water, soda, purple stuff. They always had purple mm-hmm. stuff in there. And so they they Sunny D. <laughs> in so, the back. Well, and, yeah. and not to be racist, but to totally be racist, you know, uh, um, my people, the Hispanics, we, we tend to mm-hmm. like our orange soda and our grapefruit sodas. You whip out, and it's not its not Fanta. It was always mm-hmm. Squirt, and I forgot what the orange soda was. Before Fanta, white people got Fanta. Um, I forget what it is. They have a strawberry soda, a grape soda, and an orange soda. And I forgot who makes it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we go for it. Right. So I'm a big well, orange soda fine. person. I did go hunting for the Sunny D Seltzers. Mm-hmm. They are not around here. I went to Missouri. What is prevalent in Missouri was there was enough um, Mountain Dew seltzer to wave See, a stick at. we don't at. have those. Yeah. See, we don't have those yet. 
I'm waiting on those, but I don't know. The Sunny D might be my new thing for a little bit. Summer. And I, for the I, summer, baby. we had talked about it and I was like, no, I'll get Sunny D, but I'm going to get some <laughs> tequila it. with it. I like tequila. So listen, I, my last Sunny D experience was in my twenties, <laughs> right? It had to be like 22, 23, 24, right. somewhere around there. I was in my first apartment and I had a big thing of Sunny D for some reason in my fridge because even though I was adult, I was still acting like a child in my in my food consumption so i had like sunny d in the fridge and i remember coming home from a bar that i used to hang out with and i came home with somebody that i used to hang out with at that bar Mm -hmm. like a regular i guess you could say Mm -hmm. a regular a worker slash regular at the bar he was like a bartender slash anyway someone i shouldn't have went home with right gotcha and when you say and go home you mean like go home right go home yeah okay yeah we like like drunk, Go home. watching yeah. movies, <laughs> yeah, and then and then don't remember much. And then I woke up, and uh, somebody was do, we were in the middle of stuff, uh huh. And I totally was like, oh my god, what, what, what did we do? What did we do? Right? Mm-hmm. And this person was like in the me now. You understand? Mm-hmm. Whereas I was just like, what did we do? And I remember getting up in the middle of the night, still sort of messed up in the head and I walked into my kitchen and I stood in front of my fridge with no clothes on full of regret and panic of the person that was in my room Mm -hmm. and I proceeded to chug like a whole thing of Sunny D. There you go. Just just to drown my sorrows and my guilt (laughs) and my horrible decision making of my 20s. And uh, that's the... The last time I remember having Sunny D, and uh, yeah, I can see why it doesn't quite hold the same nostalgia now, for me. <laughs> but now, now it's the sl- the slate has been now wiped the clean memory has been is- replaced. New memories, baby. No regret here. There we go. No, no rethinking life choices now. <laughs> Everything um, you've done up to this point has led you to this moment. To this moment. <laughs> Well, and so fun, um, real quick side story. I think I've told it before, but I'll tell it one more time. My former co-host, Hefe, who Mm -hmm. um, don't even know if he drinks anymore, but he used to drink heavily. Um, And he got me to drink heavily in my life. Um, But he used to make 16-ounce glasses of gin. So, like, basically a bottle of gin. Gross. I think there's 16 ounces in a 750. Hold on. Let's, let's do some stupid math. Yeah, okay, so a 750, a bottle of gin, is 25 ounces. So he wow. made a 16-ounce glass, like a pint glass full. So imagine, right, and he probably gave room. So about 15 ounces, and then he would take sugar-free tang no joke and put the powder directly in the gin stir it up and drink it like that i don't like gin neither do i juniper berries are not my thing you know what i can you know what if i this is like back to my old like sommelier days well wannabe sommelier days and bartending days if you make the right kind of gin martini 
and either put nothing in it, I don't want an olive in there, or you do a cocktail onion instead of an olive, which I understand is a Gibson, but I think it's only with vodka martinis. If you give me straight gin chilled with a splash of vermouth and either nothing or a cocktail onion, I can have one and I'll be sipping it for like two hours. But otherwise, yeah, I'm out. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, um, but I just remember those days. And I won't lie, it can hide uh-huh. a lot of the flavor of gin if you put enough mm. of that shit in there. Because I remember Julie, so the nights we used to have was it was his girlfriend, Michelle, Julie and me, and we would all party and his dad had a house a big old mansion. Well, I don't know if people would call it a mansion. I never understand where the line is drawn between like a Mick mansion and a mansion, but it was a roughly million dollar house. Okay. So a big house and the living room had one of those things where like the fireplace comes down and there's like two sides of the living room and you can see through them in the fireplace Island. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Mm And he had like rocks that caught fire out back and it had its own gym with a bunch of mirrors and exercise equipment. So it was a very nice house. And while he was in college, his dad would just let him, you know, hang there. And that's like where we did all of our video game purist podcasts and stuff like that. So anyway, it was a gated community. Like the guy at the front had to know my name or he had to give me, um, half I had to call up and give me permission to come in. Um, but, uh, but anyway, we would go hang out, you know, on the weekends at their house, right? Because like him and his girlfriend would take the master bedroom. We'd get the guest room, which was still better than our master bedroom. And we'd just hang out. And um, he'd just have just bottles of gin. It was all that was there. So, you know, you do the like semi-intelligent, you know, trying to be respectful kind of thing. Not respectful. Um, trying to be forthcoming kind of thing, like where you don't want to drink too much. We were spending mm-hmm. the night, but like we'd go there and we'd like bring like a 12 pack of beer or we would bring like a bottle of wine or maybe even two bottles of wine. Or we would bring like, if we were bringing liquor, we would bring like a bottle of liquor with no intent on going through it. Right. Um, and we would, if we were going to have face house, we probably wouldn't bring liquor because he would always have gin. Um, but once, you know, and we would hang out there all day, like we'd get there at like, you know, six and we would, you know, order food and then hang out all day and play rock band and just have fun and just do crazy stuff and watch movies and all that stuff anyway. Um, but you know, once you've gotten through your sixth beer, right? Like if you wanted more, Hefe had gin. <laughs> and there you so go. I'll just tell you, there's some rough gin nights and especially with like, you know, in hot tubs and like nice places are involved and stuff like that. Like you just make bad choices. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, anyway, I will say, though, um, Raspberry Lemonade uh, Sunny D is right. a pretty damn good job of covering up tequila, which I think tequila is way harder to cover up than vodka. Well, there you go. So anyway. Hmm. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's get on with the weeks. So trees. Yeah, buddy. Um, first and foremost... I uh, wanted to mention um, I'm going to PAX. Yeah, you did. Uh, I mentioned yeah, that you to you in a text. Yeah. Yes, but, you did. <clears throat> I never mentioned it to you back. So oh, no, sorry. that's fine. Um, and you're welcome to join. And any of our listeners out there, if you're going to PAX West, PAX Prime is now called PAX West. 
please let me know. Let's let's hang out. Let's 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 meet up. So um, what had happened was, you know, I kind of had my thing with my job, you know, and whatnot and talked to my boss and she's going to try to help me like alleviate some of my workload and try to make me good with, you know, my situation. So I'll give credit to like being understanding and whatnot. My wife is like, well, maybe you need like a you know, a kind of like reward or something. I was like, well, fuck it. E3 was canceled this year. Um, you know, I, I like going to those conventions. I don't even know if you do. I'm going to go out on a limb and say maybe you're not a big fan. Um, especially with all the bullshit I mean, that you have to go through to go to one of those. It's not that I'm not a fan. I'm indifferent to it all. It doesn't okay. do anything for me. You know what I mean? I'm just like, whatever. See me. I just, I, I mean, it is seriously the most fun I could have without another really? person yeah absolutely like i i adored e3 even when i was waiting in long lines as the public and stuff like that yeah i really did yeah maybe it was so, like what, what's um where is this one Where's well it? it's in seattle okay so it's a trip but well and, and don't feel obligated <laughs> at all but i'll just let you know what's going on thus far um so i was e3 was canceled and i was like and we have this I haven't talked about this, but we had a project that was due on 9-1. Our, um, our bookkeeping required us to take it live 9-1. And anybody who's worked in IT will tell you that a Friday afternoon, which is what 9-1 is, is a very bad time to take a massive system upgrade live and a bunch of build live that changes how your system functions. But they wanted it on that time. So to be responsible, they had canceled Labor Day weekend. So... None of us could have it off, and we're all on call in shifts for, like, the week from 9-1 to 9-7. And that was when PAX was going on. PAX is Labor Day weekend. So I was like, well, fuck, I can't go to that either. So that project got delayed by no fault of ours. It was actually the vendor who's um, not coming through. And so we were told you can have Labor Day weekend again. And what's cool is like PAX is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I don't go for all four days for the record. Um, And unlike previous PAXs, tickets are at least last we checked completely available. And we, I already bought my passes. Um, They are readily available and they're not super cheap, but they're not super expensive. I want to say they were like 70 bucks a day Mm -hmm. after fees and everything. And then you have to pay for shipping because you can mail your thing. Otherwise, you have to do the will call and, you know, there's going to be this long line at the convention center to get your passes. So, um, yeah, I want to say I was 156 shipped. So that was for two tickets because I bought two days. I bought Saturday, Sunday, right? That seems like the most logical two. (laughs) So I bought Saturday, Sunday passes um, and it was 156. Um, And then... Went and looked at flights before I bought, and uh, they were actually pretty good for me. Um, I want to say I spent three fifty for round trip airfare. I fly out Friday night, and because it's Pacific time, I fly out Friday night at like seven, and I arrive in Seattle at like nine forty five, and it's a nonstop, you know. So it's just a nonstop three and a half hour flight, and then when I'm coming home, I come home Monday, and I leave at like <clears throat> I want to say two. And get in at like something ridiculous, like 10. Yeah. Because I have to lose two hours. Um, but it's another nonstop, no layovers. I like nonstops, right? There is a bad chance that like something could get canceled or something. But at the same time, 
if you have no layers, you significantly reduce the kind of complexities there could be. I'm also a single flyer <clears throat> with just a carry-on. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty flimsy, right? Like I'm, yeah. It's right. easy to kick me off the flight, but it's also easy to just put me on the flight, right? Like mm-hmm. I can fill a window seat or something. Or a middle seat is where I'm going to... I'm going to end up between two fat chicks on a middle seat. You know that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so that was a pretty good price, right? And then... Um, I threw it out to you, but you didn't respond back. So I did book my Airbnb. My buddy Matt's coming with me. Um, so, uh, but trees, if you want to get in there and we want to try to find like a, a three bedroom or something, I, I think uh-huh. we can cancel it and go go for it. But don't feel obligated again. Um, but we got to get. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I sort of have a lot of stuff, a lot of plates spinning over here. Yeah, it's kind of tough for me to. Just it's fly also off not to a Seattle. cheap trip. A PAX trip yeah. is a thousand bucks. Like, there's no getting yeah. around it. If you don't live yeah, in Seattle, no. a, th- a pack trip's a thousand bucks, and um, and so, uh, but yeah, we got a good Airbnb. Um, it's downtown. It's actually a couple blocks from the convention center, so that's cool. Um, we're actually in one of those like basement apartments that like you know the people who have like nice houses in Seattle like have like property and stuff like that. So so that worked out. So we got it all booked up, and I'm going to PAX. Yay! Nice. Um, the other big reason I wanted to go to PAX was since E3 is canceled, I get the feeling that's where Microsoft, Nintendo, and everybody's going to show their stuff, right? Yeah. Like, I think there's going to be some cool stuff. Plus, I might go, but I'm not real big on, like, the... I find them foolish. This is actually the one part of PAX I think you would love, Trees, is like the giant <laughs> bomb, like wrestling tournaments and stuff like that. No, no, no. I wouldn't be into that. I'm not into those. I will go to some panels, but I'm usually going into more <clears throat> independent panels with like developers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing about PAX, just to put it out there, is PAX is, sure, you can see games in advance, right? That'll be cooler. That'll be cool. I want to hopefully interview some developers. It's a good time to interview developers and stuff like that. Um, Because oftentimes you'll play a demo and you'll be like, yo, I work for some little shitty website or podcast. Would you be willing to do an interview with me? And like we got like, I remember when Hefe and I did that, we got um, the project lead on Left 4 Dead 2 who worked for Valve at the time to do it. We got that really charismatic guy who's since left, but he was the... I know he was the lead, he was like the game director on Dragon Age 2, but we had done a demo for Dragon Age Origins, and he was dressed in a full suit of armor and stuff, and um, I think he was the <laughs> the like art director or something, and he did yeah. a huge interview with us, like 20 minutes. So there like you, you can get to talk to developers at PAX. They're a little more laid back, right? Like, and I haven't been to, I, last time I went to PAX, I think it was 2017. So it's been a little while. I'm sure it's like busy, but like, I still think you get opportunities like that. And there's a yeah. lot of stuff coming out this fall. So I think it'll be a good time, especially Labor Day weekend. And um, the show floor is open from 10 to 6. But then what also happens, Trees, is like in the outskirts and at like hotels nearby and stuff, there's a lot of like gaming gatherings where you can like hang out with people. Like if enough people for VGP wanted to get together, we could do like a little get together or something. The other thing is you can frequently find various individuals, um, such as my elusive night with uh, Patrick Klepik, David Ellis, and um, oh, what's his name? Um... Why am I blanking on 
Uh, he he did one up yours forever, and then he did Shack News. Uh, he was the big podcast host. He has that great voice, and then he left oh. for game development. Why oh. am I? Why am I blanking on his name? He was like the podcast host. Hold on, um, I follow oh. him all the time. Hold on, no. Garnet Lee. Jesus Garnet Christ. Lee. No, I was I had Lee for some reason in my no, head. I'm like, that's not right. But I had it as my the first name. I'm going Lee. I'm like, no, that don't sound right. <clears throat> I should have just said Lee, and you probably would have got it. If oh no, you're Lee. good. But before when they were all at one up, before David Ellis went to join three four three, before Patrick did his waypoint thing, before Garnett went and joined Amazon, and then now he's in Finland, I think, running um, game development uh, like project producing and stuff like that anyway <clears throat> just had a fun night at a local bar um and restaurant actually we ate also <laughs> um with those yeah. guys and they just let me do it i also famously um jefe and i well infamously jefe and i like when we went to our first packs we spent the whole night at like just a just a, a local restaurant and uh, and it, that had a bar. We ended up hanging out with the Sucker Punch team forever, like for for like four hours, just talking to them about game development and and games and life. And I I will never forget that night, like just talking. They they had just recently released Infamous, yeah, because um, it was fall two thousand and nine. So Infamous was either out or reviews were just out, and. Um, talking to them about all kinds of stuff um and i'll never forget how they never thought about it but like every reviewer attacked the fact that you couldn't climb on fences and they had made fences just like flat walls and uh we always joked about that we were like oh that's almost as stupid as making a fence you can't climb like we and we joked about that but anyway um but yeah, so uh, going to PAX, looking forward to it. And um, Nintendo is actually doing a like E3 booth at a local showcase, and they're doing invite only. And it doesn't matter if you're press or fans; like everyone's got to get into the lottery for it. So if you buy PAX passes before J- July fifteenth, which when this episode comes out, you'll still have a little bit of time if you're going to go. Um, not you, just you, but anyone listening. Um, but yeah, uh, you get entered into a raffle to go to Nintendo's thing. So, uh, and we don't know if we got in my buddy, Matt and I, it might mean we didn't get in because they didn't immediately go. Congrats. You're going, but, but anyway, yeah. So everything's planned. I'm going, it's paid for too. Which I is like the best it. spot. So, so I'm going to go do that and spend Labor Day weekend there. So if people are interested, Let's do a meetup or something. Like I said, um, basically, PAX will be, I'll go both days, probably well before opening, since it's Pacific, right? 10 a.m. Pacific time, <clears throat> especially when you only are staying a couple blocks away. That's like noon our time. Like, I'll be up at like 8 a.m. every morning, <laughs> probably nice. way before that, actually. Probably be up at like 6 a.m. in Seattle time. Um, but Seattle's a, a city that doesn't stay out too late. Like, I think bars right. close down at like 10 so, and, and I'm a little older now, right? Like, it's not going to be like get hammered every night kind of thing, especially because I'm not with Hefe. Um, so, um, so yeah. And I, and I also have a, uh, a medical job and, um, so I'm not going to be indulging in the other legal substances that are available in Seattle. So, um, but yeah, like I said, it's, uh, it's a good time. Go hang out at the convention floor, but like after 6 PM, we're going to probably go out 
have a good time, see some people, chat with some people, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, if people want to do a meetup, that's cool. I'll also be around on Monday. Um, and that's the other fun thing about PAX Trees is even though I don't have a badge for Monday, you can kind of roam around the area and the local hotels and stuff, and there are people who do PAX adjacent stuff. Last I remember, um, Magic Wizards of the Coast, Magic the Gathering, they had a huge hotel they like rented out in space and stuff like that right next to the convention center. So like, there's a lot for you to do even if you don't go to the show. There's even areas of the show floor you don't need a badge to get into. So it'll be fun. Looking forward to it. Knowing Thanks. Matt's hardcore magic ass like i'll probably end up like doing like a booster draft tournament or something which is fun because last time i was there like hefe he played magic but he was never like that into it once uh we got out of high school and my wife was with me last time i went to pax and obviously she doesn't want to play magic in a tournament but i could see matt and me doing it so just do a booster draft tournament or something so i think it'll be fun so anyway if you're interested, let me know. Mm-hmm. You can either email, tweet, whatever. Mm-hmm. Be out there. But yeah. Sweet, so, man. Yeah. This should be fun. I'm excited for you. Thank you. <laughs> Looking right. forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be so my first time as a said, true normie. I have no more you know, PR you, contacts. I have no ins or outs. But if you're a listener and you're a developer mm-hmm. or a PR rep and you have an in, Please let me know how to do it. <laughs> I'd like to get some behind closed door stuff. But uh, but if not, that's fine. So um, let's see. What else, Trees? Uh, um, my wife and I, I forgot what we were watching. We were watching something. And they had pierogies. Do you know what pierogies are? Pierogies. Are yeah. those like little um, like stuff things? Yeah, they're Some like sort of dumplings. Food, right? They're they're yes, Polish dumplings, dumplings that are stuffed with potato. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. I do know what they are. Okay. Well, in Kansas, there's not a lot of pierogies because I don't think there's a lot of Polish people at all. Oh, okay. We found the one restaurant that has it, and it's a pretty trendy place downtown. And my wife mm-hmm. wanted pierogies, but not that bad. <laughs> so my wife did. We did the ultimate ghetto pierogi thing. My wife was like, <laughs> We'll go get some pierogies. They're frozen at Walmart. <laughs> okay. Frozen Walmart pierogies. Yep. Miss T's uh, was the brand. 350. All right. So I went and got some pierogies, and then I was like, well, what are we going to serve with it? it? It's usually a main dish. And she goes, it's not a main dish for me. Those are potatoes. That's a side dish. And so here's your Kansan. She goes, why don't you get a steak? <laughs> so I got a ribeye steak. And my wife and I yesterday had pierogies and steak. And you know what? It was damn good. It was a loaded baked potato pierogi. So it had like bacon, sour cream, cheese, and scallions in it. Oh. Decent. Had eight pierogies um, like that with uh, with a eight-ounce ribeye steak. It's very good. It's very good. Very good. And I made it beautiful, man. Eight-ounce, medium-rare Nice marbled steak. It was so good. We didn't need steak sauce or anything, right? Just good with its own flavor. So really proud with that. And then um, on Thursday, we went and saw um, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. You have any interest to see this one? Uh, no. <clears throat> That's a no. <laughs> no, I think I think my Indiana Jones like peak was Temple of Doom as a kid. Yes. Like... 
It's the right answer. Raiders of the Lost Ark came out, and I was mm-hmm. really young when that came out, or I was I was like seven or eight. Eighty four. So, so I was nine, right? Eighty four. I was like nine or ten, but I remember it being like people talking about like. Oh, I'm sorry. It was eighty one. No, you're right. I was gonna say I'm like I'm like no, I was young. No, a Temple of Doom was eighty four. That's my mistake. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I was like 11 or 12 for Temple of Doom. Yeah, so I was under the age of like 10 when the first one came out. And I remember adults talking about it and talking about like the pit of snakes. Yep. And like the bolt. So my my and the guy getting hit by a propeller. So in my mind, <laughs> that was like an adult movie. Yo, yeah, the face and, melting at the end. Holy shit. Yeah. So to me, that was like something adult scene. So I had no interest as a kid. Okay. And then, I, and then when we were like 11 or 12, we must have gone and seen Temple of Doom, like, because that was a true kids' adventure '80s type movie. It's still my like, favorite Indiana Jones, unapologetically. It's, just, it's like unbelievably, like crazy. It's it's unbelievable. You know what I mean? As far oh, as reality, yeah. anything, but it's something kids don't give a shit about. You're like, yeah, you can pull a guy's hat out. Like, yeah, well, they worship the that. devil. Like, well, it's so real, you know? real quick. Like, it's got that great opening right at the cafe Obi Wan, mm-hmm. where they're just like, right, like the the opening Shanghai scene where there's all mm-hmm. that craziness going on. Then they end up in India, right, and they end up at Pankot Palace, and you got the room of bugs, it, and then yes, they the worship Kali, the- which is like, and oh yeah, and the crazy dinner where they the eat all the weird shit, yeah, and the snakes that come out of the cook snake. <laughs> yep. They they um, cut up the 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 they cut open the the mom and the babies come out and you eat them, and then um, they worship Kali, which is basically the devil, right in their religion, and so it it's is, like devil worship and a pit of lava. It was beautiful. It is <clears throat> action from the beginning to the end. Temple of Doom is mm-hmm. like it's it is classically like the only scene stop. I remember not liking was the Willie Scott scene where he brings her the fruit and they both like, they're both DTF, but like mm-hmm. they won't because their egos get in the way. I love that scene now. Yeah. As an adult, and also but like back then it was stupid. And also cause Willie's dumb and she's only in there cause she's married to Steven Spielberg. Yep. <laughs> Anywho. Um, but that whole movie's great. And then I remember being psyched for the, um, last crusade. Last Crusade and it's kind of boring, right? I really dig Last Crusade now, but now, it's it's but... very historic, right? You got to be into both religion, history, and Nazis. Well, not into Nazis, but you see what I'm saying. I know um, what you're saying, but yeah, I was just like, eh, whatever. I mean, all it gave um, you was no ticket, right? <laughs> yeah, wasn't... and then Crystal Skull, the best said about the least said about that, the better. Um, I never seen that. That movie I never is even... so bad. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sure some people say he's a nice guy. Others say he's an asshole. Shia LaBeouf is not a good actor. Indy and him don't have any chemistry. It's impossible to believe their father and son. And I will. The only thing that carries that movie is Kate Blanchett, the... who is out of her le- or who is like just punching. Like nobody's punching in her weight class, and so she's just sitting there stealing the show. But there's nothing else to see. I disagree with you on the act bad actor part. I do not think he's a bad actor. I've seen stuff with him that's pretty good. So, because I can be overly judgmental and dismissive, 
Can you just throw me like one or two examples that I need to consider? Fury. Fury. Did you see Fury? Brad Pitt tank movie? No. I think I need <laughs> He's to. in that. That's the Brad Pitt one, two. right? The who? Brad Pitt one? Or is it him? Yeah. Okay, no, Brad that's Pitt. the Brad Pitt one? Okay, so I yeah. do need to see Fury in general. Um, okay. Um, right, he was good in Holes, his original as a kid movie. Oh, I've never seen Holes like, either. Okay, okay. Holes is where he came from. That was yeah, like a I know that's where he came from. It's pretty. It's a. Uh, he gets sent to like a youth detention center, and they dig holes all day. Like that's their punishment. The kids. Hmm. Like that's what they do. Um, he did the voice of uh, the penguin. It surfs up, and that movie's the shit. Okay, I'm. <clears throat> I'm gonna give you that one. <laughs> I keep waiting for so you to say Transformers. Uh, no, Transformers yeah. is terrible. Yeah. Okay. But that's not him. That's Transformers. And apparently, I want to say. Somebody, I'm trying to remember who, but I don't want to say it. I don't want to throw someone under the bus. So <laughs> somebody told me he was good in Nymphomaniac, but I don't think I want to watch softcore What's, porn movies anymore. Was that movie he like? Did, was there a movie? Um, was it called not Honey? Was it? Didn't he was in a movie where he wrote it and directed, and he was like the father or something? I don't know. Either way, I've seen him and stuff, and I don't think he's a bad actor. And I don't think he's as as he has issues, but I don't think he's as as crazy as he makes himself. I never actually thought he was crazy per se. He's eccentric for sure. I think he's a kid actor that grew up, and he's kid actors look for stuff. Kid actors need stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, they had a lot. Oh, and I've heard them starting to. Shoot off fireworks, so I don't think yeah, you can yeah, hear we have, it, but they're going to be in the background. background. I'm trying to see where it was. Here we go. Take me anywhere. Hashtag take me anywhere. No. Uh, anyway. What was it called? Oh, yeah. Trying to I'll see the it. movie where he wrote it. Let's see. I'll find it. Because I know the name. Mm-hmm. Director and co-writer of short film Maniac. I don't know. Oh, and he was in Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps. You know, I think I did like him in Wall Street, too. Mm-hmm. Another movie that probably people would justifiably say doesn't need to be made. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, I didn't know he was in Dumb and Dumber when Harry met Lloyd. Gem. <laughs> He's all over the place, this kid. <laughs> all right. But yeah, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, or sorry, uh, Dial of Destiny was fun. Um, they had fun with it. The actress that plays his goddaughter is, um, she's from, Julie showed me, it was like an Amazon show where she plays like this really mm-hmm. horrible, com- like a comedian with like a really horrible, raunchy sense of humor. And it's actually really good. But she was in it and she was fantastic. Um Jane, uh, sorry, Michael Madsen is just killing it as the uber yeah. Nazi. Um, nice. So, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, my daughter gave probably the most insightful view, which the Dial of Destiny is a, a, a science concept. Um, yeah. It's an Archimedes scientific lore. And um, if you're not aware, I'm here to spoil it for you. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is about aliens. <clears throat> Yes. And when my daughter got done, she was like, that movie was a lot of fun. I thought it was great. It was enjoyable. 
She goes, but Indiana Jones is stronger when he does religious artifacts. She goes, the first three movies were religious artifacts, and if they had stuck to something like that, they probably would have done better. And I said, yeah. Unfortunately, though, it is, you know, modern Disney. They're going to stray from anything religious. Understandably so. So, but, ah. <clears throat> but yeah. Yeah, I'll give it to him. Hmm. So, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We went, um, we went to dinner beforehand. Um, I got to try a twelve uh, percent alcohol by volume um, imperial <laughs> stout that was ta- that tasted like chocolate. Oh. Um, and trees, they were smart about it, right? They didn't give you a pint or a full can. It was a six ounce pour, right? So you only had six ounces to enjoy a twelve percent beer, right? So you. Drink half the amount so that it only gets you half buzzed. But do you, do you know my wife last night when we had company over? She bought these seltzers or these mm-hmm. lemonades, I guess, because okay. she goes the marketing work. So that means she went in the store and whatever it was, it sold her. Sure. She did not look at the alcohol content though. She failed to look at the alcohol content. Okay. My wife does not drink. Yes, really. I, I figured she didn't drink at all. So. She. She just needs to stick to white claws. Like <laughs> she doesn't even finish those. So right, it's like, yeah. why, why are you venturing out? So I, she got these, like, I don't know what the, I, we have them. I'm going to give them away. Uh, so she takes the sip. We're all having, we sit down at barbecue. We sit down for the, she takes a sip and just goes, makes a face, makes a sound. He goes, Oh, she goes, no. And right on the can, 9%. I'm oh. like, I'm like, honey, me and Fred, <laughs> When we dare each other to drink beers, we're hovering around 9%. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I go, that is a that is a drunk person at the beach drink. That is like spring break, woo-hoo, we're just drinking to get messed up. Yeah, that was so, the uh, – <laughs> yes, exactly. That's the that's the beginner of the boat show. Like, uh, yes. <laughs> and she's like, oh, it just tastes like alcohol. I go, you think? It's 9%. So those are back in the back. Because that's all it is. Um, I go, you should have had a sunny D. There's nothing wrong with 9%, but what you got to do is like balance it out. Either you pound it, right? Mm-hmm. Get yes, drunk and I then stop drinking for I the said. night. <laughs> or, or you do like really, right? Kind of like I'm doing here. Like I've got this mm-hmm. like little rocks glass, right? And I'm just making drinks. I'm, I'm only right. halfway through my second one. And they're like, I'm do I'm measuring it trees like a good bartender. I'm doing ounce and a half of tequila to four ounces of Sunny D. And you just you just figure out that line on your cup and you just fill up to that line. And then you just say to yourself, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to babysit this, nurse this, if you will, to borrow a 90s bar term. I'm gonna nurse this. Until it's room temperature. And when it's room temperature, I'm going to finish it. And then I'm going to wait a little mm-hmm. while. And then I'm going to go pour a little bit more at the same line. And then you're going to try by the end of the can, depending on the size of it, right? Usually, it's it, it's my fault. But, like, most of those 9 percenters, I imagine, are those big 24-ounce cans that are, like, Mike's mm. Super Hard Lemonade <laughs> or something. Yeah. Or, like, Four loco. And so I'm like, so usually as you get further in the can, it gets harder to hit that line <laughs> but you know yeah you grow you grow but as a seasoned drinker <laughs> who i'm just gonna go on the record and say i drink more than i should um 
Yeah, I don't fuck around with 9% alcohol, lemon no. stuff, uh, if I can avoid it. It sounds no like way. your wife, though, like, right, her her body kicked in, right? Like, immediately, all of her senses, everything from her taste buds to her brain to her stomach were like, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm good. You're right? They were like, warning, this is not what we signed up for. <laughs> no. I dumped it on the lawn and the, the grass turned no, brown. No, no, you're going to you know kill I mean? the grass. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. Oh, yeah, you go. Don't put it near the if barbecue. If a dog licks it up, they're going to have a bad night. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But, so, no. but yeah, Dial of Destiny was fun. And then um, this weekend's mostly been just kind of laying low because my wife had to work. And... I've kind of got this weird, you know, I think we, did we talk about this off the air? I think we talked about it off the air. I'm doing this weird thing where I'm off the weekend and then I work Monday and then I took off Tuesday, Wednesday. So, you know, I've got this weird thing where like it's in the middle. So, um, so yeah, trees, I, I had one of those, my wife had to, my wife actually works the four days that I'm off and her only day off is tomorrow. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I had one of those, uh, you, you'd have been proud of me where it's just like, I ain't got shit to do. And then Friday night, my daughter got invited to a sleepover and my wife had to work the next morning. So I had to stay up nice and late Friday, no drinking, just smooth sailing. I I actually just drank water. I think I had a diet soda at like 10 PM, but I stayed up till like three 30 in the morning, man. I did. I did good. And just Jesus. played games and did stuff. I paid for it in that yeah. my body still woke me up at 8 a.m., right? So I was only on like five and a half hours. So last Ugh. night, my wife got home. We watched um, an episode of... Uh, she got home from work and she had to work the next day. So we watched an episode of... Um, of uh, We're watching Human Resources. We're wrapping that show up. and um, And then we laid down to watch TV in the bed. And I was out fast. <laughs> mm. Oh, the last thing, which I'll talk about this adventure probably next week, is my wife's car is burning oil. And she knows this because she got her oil changed and then she's been checking her oil as she drives. And after a thousand miles, she had burned out to like the low mark and had to add more oil to her engine. But of course, she brings, she's driving a Hyundai Sonata, she brings it to the dealership. They don't see anything wrong. And she had, and they they suggested getting her spark plugs replaced before they would look into her car burning oil. Now, oh. I don't know much about cars. I don't know how much you do. I don't believe spark plugs have anything to do with your car's engine burning oil. I do know they are part of routine maintenance. I'm not saying they don't need to be fixed. <clears throat> wouldn't, wouldn't you just say... Or, you know, when they suggest that, right, mm-hmm. you can say, thanks for the suggestion, but you could just look to see a bubble oil be burning. And then if they're not, because they're obviously trying to sell you stuff. Yeah. Right. Well, and. And just leave. They wanted to do an oil burning test, but you have to pay for it. And they said. That because they've assessed she hasn't changed her spark plugs as part of routine maintenance, until she changes her spark plugs, they won't let her use it for warranty stuff. But I have heard that like 
a lot of Hyundai engines and Kia engines, because they're kind of made by the same company, mm-hmm. <clears throat> are known for burning oil around the time of my wife's car. She's got 2016. And um, there's right now like a class action lawsuit that became a recall, but they're being really sketch about what they do. And there was a person, you know, because of course when you get fucked over or you feel like you got fucked over, you know, my wife went and did a bunch of research because she did not change those spark plugs for the record uh, at the dealership. I'm not saying we're not going to get them done, but at the dealership. But then she started doing a bunch of research and there were a bunch of people who had horror stories at her dealer, at the local dealership that were like, yeah, they did the burning test. They did assess that the engine was doing that. And they said they were hoping Hyundai would fix it. Hyundai wouldn't. And then they left me high and dry and stuff like that. So instead, we went and saw what CarMax would give her. They'd give her enough to pay off the... Uh, I only have a few payments left on my car to pay off my car. And then we're just going to buy her a new, new car. So unfortunately, that means on 4th of July week, I get to sell one car, get a check pay off another car, and then buy a new car, which you know that means I'm going to be spending a lot of time sitting around car dealerships staring at the fucking ceiling. Yeah. Fuck my life. I hate car dealerships. I hate this whole process. I thought I was at least a year out. Oh, no. But it is what it is. So It is what it is. With that in mind, let me turn the tables on over to you and trees. What's Mm -hmm. your week been like? My week is flying by. It flies by. Yeah. Like I look up and I'm like, how did how did we get here? And then I'm like, wait a second. I mean, the show came out on Friday, right? I listened to the beginning. Yeah. And it's like it was late because I uh, I'm really having guys. I'm really struggling with Spotify's scheduling. I have to say, part of me is just wow. thinking. I don't know what you think, trees. Maybe I should just like when I do it Thursday night at like one in the morning Eastern time, mm-hmm. like I usually do it like Thursday night at midnight Central time. Maybe I should just release it <laughs> instead of scheduling it. Whatever's easier for you. I think I might. I don't know. So, I don't notice it. I don't I think people care thing. when I do it. So I don't. I'll I probably mean, I, just start, I just yeah. like I said. I just I just see it pop up and then I I listen to it beginning and I'm like, holy shit! I was in New Hampshire last week. What the fuck? Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't remember that. Jesus Christ, man. That's, that's, <laughs> I don't remember what's going on anymore. You know? You're Every five days removed. Full. It's a blur. It is a blur, man. And then like, you know, and then one night it was like 830. And I'm like, I'm going to bed. Like we went, <laughs> we went to like a, uh, she went, we went to one of her uh, work barbecues. Uh-huh. Because they keep track of that stuff. Like apparently, like <laughs> okay. they, they say you don't have to go, you know. Oh, see, they totally keep track of that. No stuff. one cares. Yeah. But then during her like reviews, they mention mm-hmm. like how many events you went to. So oh, she's yeah. like, "Well, we should make, we should go." And so we went, and uh, you know, it was okay. Went had a burger or two, hung around, listened to some two terrible people play the guitar and sing. And then I was like, then we left, and literally driving home, my eyes started burning, and I'm just like. I can't keep my eyes open. So that whole night was a wash because I went to bed at 8.30. Perfectly good gaming night. Um, <laughs> you know, let me let me open my... Oh, there we go. Sunny, let me open my Sunny D. Is that the second you know, one of the night? No, I was drinking a Mountain Dew. Oh, smart. Because I was... I was, drink, I was eating, so I had a Mountain Dew with me. But now... Oh, okay. I'm yep. moving on. Let me... 
Hold on, let me take a sip. Make sure it's not. I don't want to misremember from yesterday. Sure. I want to make sure that. So I here's was, sober uh, trees trying his first sip of the night. Yeah, those are those are no good for anybody. Those or they're amazing for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I could just it just taste like a orange orange seltzer. <laughs> no alcohol so in it good. whatsoever. Like an orange really soda, good. right? Like uh, more be, or or it's more, more like an orange Okay. More like an orange seltzer, but not it doesn't have that horrible seltzer taste. Mm-hmm. You know what it tastes like almost? This sparkling waters. Okay, yeah. It almost tastes like an orange flavored, like a flavored sparkling water. You know, they don't quite taste like um, seltzer, but they, they do have that sort of weird taste. Yes. Know. It's good. It's good. Very good. No complaints here. <laughs> um, let's see. So, well, I had my, um, my second whatnot show. Last yes, week. you did. It's and so I was, weird talking Sorry, about I wasn't it. able to join for very long. Yeah, you were there right out the gate. Um, you know, so um, <clears throat> it's so weird talking about because last show, it was the next day, right? Yeah. And now it's been a week removed, and I'm talking about it now. And I'll probably be doing one tomorrow night, you know? Mm-hmm. Everything's a week off. Anyways, so... It's an odd thing because uh, the show went smoother, as in you could probably tell if you were there right away. Like, it just started. I had no worries about it. Uh, but there's no one there, right? Like, I don't have a following, right? And um, so it's very strange. And I was t- telling my wife about this. I was like, you know, I can't explain, but, but it's it's jarring for me because for – for 20 years, I've had an audience. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, podcast form. Um, you know, it's like I, I, there's an audience there. And it's like I know there's an audience there. Even if it's pre-recorded, I know there's a lot of people listening, you know? Sure. And it's very weird in real time to sit in a room with two people. <laughs> You're describing like, the phenomenon of like a YouTuber who gets thousands of views when they post a video, but then they switch to Twitch and they're sitting there for two yeah. viewers or one viewer. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's very, and it's weird because you know, it's not in my nature to sit there and be quiet. Right. So it's like, even though there's like two people in there, it's like you keep talking. You know what I mean? You got to keep mm-hmm. doing something. You can't just be quiet. And uh, it's very strange. You know, I almost had the idea of putting a piece of tape over the little red number that tells you, like, who's in the room. Because mm-hmm. it's very distracting, you know? Yes. Um, so I don't know. But, uh, you know, a big shout out to um, whoever was it? Scoop Scooperson. Yeah. Our buddy, um, he hung out the whole time with me. So my Which first show, awesome, thank you, sir. War, warm hung out with me, right? And mm-hmm. then this show, so so the listeners have been really like crushing it as far as like hanging and keeping me company. 
and even bought some uh, some of my mini puffed uh, uh, pops. So there, there you go. go. Sent them a sticker. Hope we got that sticker. Hope we didn't get lost in the shuffle. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool when there's someone there to, to just shoot the shit with. He said he was watching uh, Raw. He was watching Raw nice. on TV. Yeah. And then I go, that's the perfect, that is the perfect situation because you don't have to pay attention to either one of us, really. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, just bounce uh, back and forth with what you wanted to um, watch. Our buddy showed up. He was the first one in the room. My, my, the, the, um, the, um, the troll. Oh, yes. Oh, God. What he, is, yeah. Okay. I, I won't dignify okay. by saying his name, but he was the very first one there. And the, and I said, mm. Oh, I said, Hey, buddy, you're here. Right. And in my head, I'm going, We'll see how it goes. And the first thing he said was, Let the train wreck begin. And I went, ah, yeah, too bad you won't see it. Boing. And I just and I just blocked him. Got banned. <laughs> so that's how I handled that. I wasn't in the mood, man. I wasn't in the mood to deal with it. And I was in a fair. good mood. I was actually in a good mood. So I was like, I don't even want to deal with this, you know? Yeah. You know, I had my music working, Fred. I had some Dropkick Murphys playing, which made me feel good. I was, yes, I was thoroughly enjoying the music. Um, so I will continue that. And so, um, yeah, because I didn't have a lot of people in there, hardly any, you know, sort of few things like three things, mm-hmm. three, four things. Um, I don't know. I'll be doing it again tomorrow. I don't know how long it will go on for, but, uh, you know, the first show was like all nerves and all like concern. The second show was not really nerves. Still concern, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow's show will be no nerves and no concern. I don't give a shit. I'm just <laughs> like, right? I hit the the pot where I'm like, whatever. It broke. Trees whatever. Like don't give whether, a fuck. yeah, whether people are there or not. Like, I don't care. I'll just keep throwing shit up there. And like my wife said, she's like, you know, she's like, you know, you. You know, some of those you 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 have up there pretty cheap. You know, she knows what I paid for some of them. Well, she knows what some you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, well, you know, you can't just put shit up there extra. You know, inspect people, but and then today I was doing my shit, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm throwing these up there for what I paid for them or whatever. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. Buy them. Don't buy them. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. It's like, who cares, right? It's like, eh, no one's in there. And then, you know, and I'm losing 10 bucks. So might as well no one in there. And uh, I saved that 10 bucks, right? So yeah. who cares? You know? But I did get a, um, a new pop in this week, Fred. And, okay, here we go. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Amazon messed up, Fred. And they sent Even me better. a double a double order. Oh, I do love the Amazon double orders. Right? I just got two identical boxes and I had to go in my orders and go, did I pay for two of these? Uh, get one. <laughs> nope. And I don't know if this is I, – I don't know if this is East Coast or this this guy nationwide. For, let's, let's look. We have retro Chuck E. Cheese. 
Is Chuck E. Cheese a thing? Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese is nationwide, City? yes. Is he nationwide? Look at him. Yeah, there is he's a... a little, <laughs> he has a, gold, a coin in his hand, a little token. Oh, we know the mouse. token. Yeah, no, Chuck E. Cheese was in Chicago growing up, although I worked at the ripoff Chimpy's Pizza Safari, uh, which is no longer available, where they literally bought Chuck E. Cheese but switched out Chuck E. for a monkey. Um, and somehow didn't get sued for it. But no, no, no. There's a Chuck E. Cheese up the street okay. from my house where good. you need to have a kid with you to get in, right? It's the reverse that's, of a bar. That's good. That's um, good. I but, like that. Uh, but, but yeah, you can get bad pizza and play. Yeah. I like, I like that he has a token. He does. And I like yeah. the token. And on the back, they put the, uh, the reimagined yes. Chuck E. Cheese. Which, backwards cap. Uh huh. See, and I never knew it was a backwards cap. I thought it was like a um, like a skateboarding bicycle. Helmet? Yeah, so like a yeah, like a bicycle <laughs> yeah. beanie or like a sure. like a special. It looks like a special needs helmet. <laughs> yes, it does. So I was always confused by the redesign. So I got right. two of these yeah. bad boys, but I think I think that's a nice. I believe I put them on my Instagram this week, and I wrote, uh, "What did I write? I said uh, nothing says." Fresh pizza like a rat in board shorts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love it. So there's that. Well, and, and I do uh, believe this... Nolan Bushnell is the founder of Chuck E. Cheese. He is. Oh. And... Check this one out. Yeah. Wait. Who? Nolan Bushnell from Atari? Yeah. He created he Chuck E. Cheese Chuck... in like the 70s. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I didn't know it was around now. Now this one isn't for sale for all. So what I do with these is sometimes I buy one for myself and I spend probably more money than I should. And um, then eventually I might sell, but this is the one I mentioned last week. Toys only at Toys R Us, which doesn't exist anymore, except in, in a Macy's back lot somewhere. Look at this, Fred. Look at that. Oh, yeah. That is. Is that the original? Oh, my God. Okay, that yeah. is classy. How nice is that? that that's an, that's for that you, is an, right? <laughs> this is for me. Series one. Yeah. This is in a in a hard, like a pop protector. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is that is not Street Fighter 2. That is Street Fighter 1, Toys R Us era Ken. That's pretty good. It's fantastic. That's pretty good. Yeah, so he's on the shelf right now. And someday. Someday he'll go up, maybe, you know. Yeah, maybe, then, um, maybe not. He's he's maybe, beautiful. Maybe not. He is beautiful. I agree. Um, and really, uh, besides besides from the whatnot drama, because you know the, it, it's um, more work than I thought. I'm gonna be honest. Takes up more time than I than I thought in my head. To actually like set those shows up and then ship things out and pack it. You know what I mean? It takes up more day. Like I do the show on Monday, but I'm not done with everything until like Wednesday night. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like it takes up half my week, sorta. And I'm like, ha. Huh. So, you know, I have to reassess everything after I uh do this for a little bit if I want to <clears> keep doing it. But just unload everything on eBay and be and and close the book on the whatnot. But we'll see. Yeah, and we'll have to talk offline because I'm thinking about applying if you're okay yeah. with that. I don't oh, know yeah, if they'll can... pick me. 
You can use me as a referral, even though I've only sold nine things. There you go. But, uh, I got about know. 50 DVDs I intend to throw up for a dollar and just see if they can get more than that for it. And um, probably about 50 Blu-rays. I like and it. some of mine have digital like codes. It. You should do it. We can play off each other, Fred. There you go. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that was my week, buddy. That was my week, really, was 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 my whatnot stuff that takes up half my week. And then, uh, you know, at a barbecue, fishing. My son caught catching everything in the, under the sun over there in that lake, in that <laughs> pond across the street. Caught a catfish yesterday. Nice. Catching big mouth bass, sunfish. Uh, yeah, then we had some company over last night, which is just like, whew. I haven't had people over forever. It was nice to have like a – it's been raining here nonstop. It's going to rain for the next two weeks. Uh, God, it's been then, uh, hot, dry, and 100. It rained last night, I think, for about an hour, but yeah. And, and you know, I just realized – we're going to have to talk off air, but I just realized that I'm going to be gone like for two weeks. Going away. Going to New Hampshire. Nice. When? So what? Like what, right uh, now? Friday. Okay. Like Friday. So – Actually, yeah, I've got a plan, but okay. Okay, good. Good. So. Yeah. Oh, doggies. I was thinking. They, uh, uh, they're definitely responding to the fireworks. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad time for dogs. <laughs> By the way, they had. So we went and bought fireworks. This isn't a story, I promise. But they went and bought. We went and bought fireworks the other night. They are illegal in my city, but they're oh, illegal yeah. in the city next door. <laughs> and so we just buy the. The ones where I don't think anyone's going to call the cops on us, like cones and fountains and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So we bought like some fountains and stuff like that. And when we were leaving, I didn't notice it at the checkout lane at the time, but they have some sort of legal, like get your dogs high as fuck treats that were like five bucks and they were peanut butter flavored. And it just showed this dog with cashed out eyes rolling around in his bed while a bunch of fireworks are blowing up outside. Smart. If it so, works. Yeah, I don't know. Julie said she remembers getting some CBD gummies for um, our dog that passed when she was in mm -hmm. a lot of pain. And so I need to go check if we have some of those. And we'll just give them to the dogs and see if they, if it does anything. Right, but, right, right. Anyway. Well, there, um, you know, I was thinking, who knows, maybe um, in my travels, I can record something. I can mm -hmm. record like like my week and stuff I played separately and sure. you can do the same and then you can just mash them into one thing and throw them up there. Oh, like hell yeah. Improv show. You know, that's easy yep. to do. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm going to have next week, I'm going to have like a three hour drive. There you go. That should give you, you know? plenty of time. So anyways, and we're going to have stuff like that. Cause in the beginning of August, I'm going to the lake and mm -hmm. I will not, I'll be lucky to get a cell phone signal. <laughs> <laughs> so I will not be in a position. We are going to a certain part of the Ozarks that, um, you know, some people Hello. might think this is scary, but we like the fact that it's like true, bru true blue recluse. We are away from the area we normally are at, which is Osage Beach, which is more of the touristy area. And we're going like straight into the woods. We got this gorgeous Airbnb that was like dirt cheap, but it's because you're like, if you injure yourself, if you cut open your knee, you are like 45 minutes from the nearest 
you know, place to get care and probably over an hour from the hospital. So, <clears throat> but it'll be fun. Mm. So I like your yearly trip to the Ozarks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, we're, we're hoping when our house is paid off soon to uh, buy a house out there. So mm. hopefully I'll, I'll spend my summers in the Ozarks, especially if I keep my remote job. That was something people kept reminding me of. They're like, yeah, you might be stressed out at your job, but if you try to get a new job, you know, your job doesn't care as long as you have decent internet if you're sitting at the lake house working every day. And so mm-hmm. I would like to kind of live at the lake house, <clears throat> you know, three to four months out of the year, even in the winter. Like the lake was actually pretty dope in the wintertime too, to like go down there and just like hang out in in just a reclusive area for like you know, Thanksgiving and shit like that. So we'll see. But yeah, yeah, I'm really enjoying and I hate camping and stuff. So no, I just want a house that has all the essentials of a normal house, but it's just like in nature. Hmm. So anyway. Cool. But you and I will figure out what we're going to do over the next couple of weeks. The other thing is, um, yeah, I've got a, a, a idea for like a, a version of questions for trees. So <laughs> I like it. So I'll, I'll, I'll pitch that uh, later. But anyway. All right. Well, if you're cool with it, we can jump into what we've been playing. Yeah. Which is surprisingly. So I've been playing. I, I don't think it'll be a light amount of discussion, but I've been playing a light amount of games. <laughs> so. To get the easy one out first, um, I've been playing Street Fighter VI. I strangely fell off of that. Yeah, so so did I. <clears throat> and I kind of forced myself to play it recently. Mm-hmm. And um, that world tour mode is weird. <laughs> it's weird. I want to finish it, though. Yeah, me too. So just to tell you where I am, I've traveled to Italy. I now see why they call it world tour. Mm-hmm. I was a little bummed to see I beat the shit out of that crazy buff bitch with the lion. Um, but I was a little surprised to see that like there wasn't a whole lot to wander around once I got to wander Italy. No. Mm-hmm. Um, I am now on chapter four. Right. So I've I've met Chun-Li and I'm sorry, you said her name and I talked over you. Who's Marissa. the really buff girl with the red hair? Marissa. Marissa. And she's kind of like a female Zang Zangief. She's yes. a little more um she's a little more versatile than him, right? Like the whole point of Zangief is he's slow and he's big, right? Um, he has a big hitbox. I don't mean modern don't the, Zangief, but in general. Yeah, yes, in general. I was gonna say the Street Fighter Six version of Zangief. He's he's uh he's a menace. Okay. Also. Well and <laughs> she's she's more spry, right? Like she's yeah. big. But if she, and she's a little faster, and if she gets a hit on you, it's a hit. Mm-hmm. Like, she gets hit hard. Uh, she hits, sorry, she hits hard. Yes, she doesn't get hit that hard. Because um, mm-hmm. my, my smaller girl, Jazz, had to put a lot of pain into her. Um, but I learned a couple of things in World Tour, which I'd like to share with folks because it really pissed me off. First thing was I was asked to go see Chun-Li. So I went and saw Chun-Li, talked to a couple of her friends. I was like level, when I entered her area, I was like level eight. I leveled up to level 12. 
and then took on her apprentice. The her girl, apprentice, the little girl. Yeah, Miley. Miley or Myling? Yeah. Something. Yes, the young girl with the headphones. Yes, and she beat me barely, but she beat me fair and square. And a little pop-up came up and said, well, you'll have an opportunity to continue if you have the right consumable. Otherwise, you have to return to a checkpoint. I was like, okay. And there was only one option, give up. It did not have the revitalize yourself option. Hmm. So I was like, okay. So I chose give up. Trees, it returned me to level eight when I was told to go see Chun-Li and I had lost a complete hour of progress. Really? That really chafed my ass. I didn't get mad or anything, but I turned it off. I was like, fuck you. Really? Yeah. I, I, well, one, I think I beat her. I, I think I beat Fair. most of the people when I fought them the first time. And that um, was my experience other than her. Um, but there are not a great deal of systems explained to you in World Tour. They explain the shit out of the most asinine things that I don't fucking care about. And then the parts of the game that are actually important to playing it, they don't mm. fucking tell you at all. God damn it, Capcom, would it fucking kill you to get a person who just, like, focuses on user experience? <laughs> yeah, I don't... And, and when I have lost, mm -hmm. I've always been at whatever it is I'm supposed to have. I've always been able to continue. I was never given continue. So, like whatever it is, I'm. I'm mm -hmm. It's something you can drink or eat or there's know. something where you can. Yeah. I'm, so I've never not finished a fight. Like if I've lost, and most of those people I kind of beat, but. Yeah, so I never had that experience where I got sent back somewhere. So since I haven't had a problem, but one of the biggest things I noticed was, first of all, when I fought her again, I was level 15. Mm -hmm. And she still had a way to like start doing a number on me. Um, and so just to be safe, I consumed an item in the middle of the fight, which, for the record, wasn't to where you could do... I'm sure if I paused and just played the menus, sure. But there's a lot of fucking menus in Street Fighter VI, especially if you're not constantly playing. So a couple of the assumptions that piss me off is, one, they assume you're an idiot because they explain the stupidest stuff to you. Two, they assume you're a mastermind who knows everything about fighting games because they don't explain shit like that to you. And three, they assume you just love nothing more than clicking around in like 16 different menus with embedded sub-menus and UI stuff because that's where everything's located. But I didn't know I could just consume something and gain vitality in the middle of a match. Seems almost mm -hmm. like cheating, to be honest. But apparently I can. <laughs> well... Trees, like, that was another reason I lost. I just thought it was like any other regular fighting game where your life bar is your life bar. There's no going back on it. I was wrong. And, um, and so, yeah, I went to go consume something and I had, like, seven <clears throat> different things of one vitality restore and, like, six of another. I had tons of vitality. Like, I never should have mm -hmm. lost that first fight. Right. But I just didn't know I could do that. 
Another thing is Chun-Li's moves. You know, if you're using, do you use modern style or had you switched back to classic controls? Um, classic. Okay. So if you're doing modern, it's very disorienting because they tell you like, you know, it's the usual, like back and triangle, down and triangle or up and triangle, right? And they do different things. Hmm. Well, the arrow is yellow. You don't know this because it's not told anywhere in the thing because, and the reason I know all these things are common is because there is a fucking sea of Reddit posts for all of these problems. But yes, when it's yellow, that means hold that direction for one second and then you can do it. It's how they stop you from doing like Hadouken, 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 you know, stuff like that. But I didn't know that. They didn't explain that. So I pushed down and special move to try to do the spinning bird kick and she never does it. And then every now and again, she'd do it. And I was like, what the fuck? Then I find out, yeah, you just have to hold it down for, you have to hold the down direction for a minute or for a second and then use it. And it works every time. And it does, but that was never explained to me. So I'm sitting there with the group of Chun-Li and I'm like, with like Chun-Li style. And I'm like, this is bullshit. I can't do any super moves, which is fine. I was doing fine without them. But it does kind of suck to not have a super move. It can really mm. cap off a combo or get people in a certain position. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. And then, so I just had to learn the ropes of how you can cheat this system. And then I learned that, like, even if you fail, I think it's because I was fighting. There are certain boss battles where it says final round. And that's where you can't continue. <clears throat> so it's when you lose on them, like the bosses. But mm-hmm. then... I also learned that, like, for example, if I didn't want to risk that Chun-Li thing, I had to know that I could just, before I fought her, leave Chun-Li's area, come back to it, and it checkpoints me. So there's just a bunch of just little tidbits that are just not explained to you, which I find ironic because I get partially bored with all the explanations I do get that don't seem to have any value to me. Mm. So... But now that I've learned the rules and the ropes, now I'm back into it. And again, I had no problems after that. And I'm, I think, level 22, chapter 4, working my way through it. Went online, got my ass handed to me on a silver platter. Yeah. Went into the retro arcade. Didn't love anything that was there. Captain Commando was there, which I've never honestly played. But just wasn't in the mood to play it. Yeah, yeah. So... So Street Fighter uh, 6 has been weird because I'm not the only one. Like, I guess the hardcore Street Fighter 4 and 5 fans have been kind of dropping off of it, too. hmm. So I'm I'm told that largely who's online are just a bunch of people practicing for Evo. So no wonder (laughs) I'm just fodder for the beast, right? Like (laughs) Practice of Evo. But yeah, when I turn on that world tour Mm -hmm. mode. Like, when I sit down, I'm like, I'll play some. Like, I do get, like, hooked on it. Like, I, I do like running from point to oh, point. Oh, yeah, and the loops and stuff like that and buying clothes and fighting the random box like guys that. and stuff. Yeah, that's that's all good. And, and you know, if I play through that whole thing and just have a nice Street Fighter game, it's worth it. It's worth it to me. Like, the, it's been super fun what I've played. I just fell yep. off of it because of just I've been busy and other things and – you know, and it is discouraging when you start to see the peep, the the pulling away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like playing it at release was fun. 
because I could win some matches or have some close ones. Right. Yes. But now, like you said, months in, the pull away happens. It's like the we're only the, one yeah. month in. That happened fast. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right, but but yes, I know. see your point. Um, yeah. The one thing I will say that I absolutely adore is that they have chosen the name Fred for one of the members of the Mad Gear Gang. So when you're always, whether it's in a bo- uh, not in a Bobo, but like a guy who kind of looks like um, Andore and stuff like that, like he'll show up as all different types. But I was very amused to just see random Freds around that I can just beat the shit out of as part of the Mad Gear Gang. And it's not a box character. It's like an mm-hmm. actual like facial character. So I'm enjoying beating the shit out of Freds. And the random, like, I don't know if it's cosplay or if it's just a callback. Like, there was a character on a rooftop. Do you remember when you're like making the purse in chapter three? Yeah. So that you can figure out all this stuff. On the rooftop there, there's a ninja you fight, and that's a ninja from the original Street Fighter. He even throws the shurikens and everything. And I was like, mm, I don't know yeah. if he's cosplaying as that ninja or it's the actual ninja, but either way, it's a good callback. Because, like, who the fuck cares yeah. about the original Street Fighter? Very few people have even played it because they were like, oh, it's shit? Okay, then I won't play it. Um, and uh, as somebody who studied it pretty extensively for that Cron CD video, right, I played the shit out of the arcade and Turbo Graphics version. I know that character very well. So it was very, it was amusing to find him, right? And I'm wondering if, like, Birdie's there and stuff like that. I'm wondering who else is part of that phenomenon. I'm also very eager and I'm betting I'm going to travel there soon based off of your previous talks with me. I'm very eager to travel to Brazil and see Blanca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird because <clears throat> most of the people we go and travel to their place, mm-hmm. uh, you basically can walk like around the level. Like five feet. Yeah. Like the, the, the fighting level, like the yes. backgrounds. Yep. That's what you're walking around and like the actual open world. I, I don't think, I think India with Dalsim is, is another open world where you can actually walk around places. Oh, sweet. But otherwise in the, the Metro city. And I was just I expecting whatever, Metro city to be the only one. Yeah. I believe the one with Dalsim is from, I, they say the name okay. a few times. It has yeah. a name, like the town or whatever. Okay. I believe that one you can walk around too. It's more open. Mm-hmm. But all the rest of them, I think, are just the stages. <laughs> it's just a 3D representation of the stage, which is fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it wasn't sold like that originally. You, mm-hmm. got, the, uh, you got the impression that, uh, you know, these cities were like every, everywhere you went. It was like a city, you know. Yep. So that was Street Fighter Six, and it was fine, but I wasn't that compelled to go back. Um, another thing, just a quick update. It's probably not even worth saying, but I will. Um, was I've been playing more Magic the Gathering. Um, it's, yeah, it's just the same, uh, especially with the, um, um, with the uh, Lord of the Rings set. They're just, it's just people taking canned decks to just pummel the Lord of the Rings set. I have been having fun with a couple of mean decks I made. I made an interesting deck. So this is the stuff that I do like when they do lore stuff like this, Trees. I have a deck that is all about dropping the Nazgul, the nine, um, the nine 
you know, human lords turned into spirits and trying to get them to win the game. But at the same time, there's also on the side, um, it's a black white deck. So they're all black, like as their color. And then I also have a version of Frodo where if you can get him to um, injure the opponent, you immediately win the game. If quote unquote, the ring has tempted you four times and the ring tempts you every time that Frodo hits the opponent and the ring tempts you every time a Nazgul hits the playing field and you can have nine of them in your deck instead of the usual four. So it's very easy to do that. And that deck has actually been doing pretty well. Um, the other thing that I still enjoy is, and I, I call me cynical if you want, that's fine. Call me egotistical if you want. That's partially true too. Um, I still love playing the sealed deck stuff where you just open packs, pick cards, make a deck and play against people. Because when you little fucking pussies can't read the into, yeah, I'm sorry. When these guys cannot read, because there are all these articles. If you just Google Magic the Gathering Arena deck of the week, there's all these mm-hmm. articles, right? Because that's how these websites make their money um, that are just like, here's the deck that will just stomp everyone this week, right? And so when you go online, you play that deck over and over and over and over and over again. Like three out of four people are playing one of those decks and there's only like three a week. And so it's really funny because what I started doing was it's it's hilarious too because I'll read those websites and I won't make that deck, but I'll learn what that deck's trying to do. So let's say like there's one, let's say it's a combo deck where like you need all parts of the combo or it's a deck that has an important gimmick. I will target only that combo or that gimmick. And the moment I do, they just quit the game. And so, but what happens is we end up in this vicious cycle, right? Where I'm not actually playing magic. I'm just starting the game and either keying in on their combo or the moment I realize they've hit their combo, me or them quit, right? We're not actually playing games. We both quit and we're both at 20 life because it's just like by fourth turn, we know where the other one's going to end up. And so if they don't have their combo or if I don't, if I've let them get far enough in their combo, we just quit. And that's, that's boring. Mm-hmm. So can I say for the record, once again, fuck the internet and fuck all these lazy people on the internet who can't think for themselves to save their lives. God damn it. What would happen if all of you just stopped copying the decks of these websites and just thought for yourselves for a fucking change there's like two million combinations with the mass amount of decks available just try it just once instead of just sitting there celibate involuntarily in your parents basement jesus christ anyway okay i'm done i promise i'm okay Okay. Okay. anyway all right and finally let's talk about some interesting stuff all right you ready yeah Okay. So, I, I I have been playing Marvel's Midnight Suns. I just have zero to say about it. I'm still enjoying it, but there's nothing to talk about with that game. So, moving on to, I was going to play a new game, Trees. Okay? Okay. I like and this. I'm really torn. Really torn. Okay? Got a bunch of indie games I could play. Right? Those like, and they're not really indie games. Think of them as like double A. 
like um like the hotel game I wanted to play that's like Resident Evil 7 or I forgot what it's called. I talked about it recently when I bought it. And then like you know there's there's like um you know or like when I tried Death Proof which is actually way more than indie but you know in the same vein or like a Game Pass game or something on PlayStation Plus. So it's like do I want to play something like that or do I want to play like a big game? And of the big games I was looking at, I was like, you know, I, I've been very tempted by Final Fantasy 16. As it turns out, that game does not get brutally hard in the end, and I should per- be perfectly fine playing it. Mm-hmm. But I chose not to do it because there are lots of games I have bought that I haven't played yet. And Final Fantasy 16 is still expensive. Even if I bought it off of QV, even if I had bought it off of QVC and only paid like 50 or six or 40 instead of 70. That's still like full price, right? Like, or like, like higher for a bunch of the other games I've bought that I've never played. So I started going, okay, here are the games that I have that I'm wondering whether or not I should play. And listeners out there, if you want to give your opinion, please do on Twitter or email or however else you want to say it. But like, so there was Final Fantasy where I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll play Final Fantasy 15. But I also have that Strangers in Paradise Final Fantasy, right? The weird, mm. like, roguelike retelling of yeah, Final yeah, Fantasy yeah. 1. I picked that up at a GameStop sale for, like, I think it was 10 bucks on PS5. And then it was 5 bucks off, right? So I bought it for a song. And it's brand new, still sealed. And it's like, well, I could play that. Mm-hmm. But I've also never played Kingdom Hearts 2, and I've had that forever. So do I play Kingdom Hearts 2? Like, so which of the weird Square Enix RPGs do I play? So I was thinking about yeah. that. I'm on a Lord of the Rings <laughs> kick. So I thought about playing Shadow of War because I've never played Shadow of War since I bought that like gold edition with all the DLC and everything. And then what was the other one I was thinking of? There was another one I was thinking of, but I'll let it go for now. Um, what I ended up playing was I turned on my PS or my Xbox okay. and I was trying to get reward points. So that was the reason I turned on the Xbox. But then I went and just looked at my library and I was like, oh, fuck, I still have Far Cry 5 installed because I haven't played the DLCs. So I was like, all right, let's play the DLCs. I have the season pass. I'm a big DLC person. Let's play the DLCs. So this is about the Far Cry 5 DLCs. You ready? Okay. So there are three. They do use characters from the main game. So you benefit yourself to have played the main game so that you're familiar with some of the characters in that, you know, in Montana. Right. But they don't give any spoilers to the plot. So just so you know. So you can totally play that and not know what happens in Far Cry 5, which has a pretty, uh, <laughs> okay, give me one sec. Um, I have a friend who made a poor choice and I wanted to encourage him to make another poor choice and, um, eat White Castle burgers in his fridge. Anyway, um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, so the first one is called Hours of Darkness, and it is a Vietnam story. So it's got a lot of eh, probably less Full Metal Jacket, probably more 
um, Apocalypse Now. Right? Okay. So it's like you're, and so it gives you an open map. You're in Nam. You, uh, and it's, you can totally tell they took a small part of the Montana map and just made Nam out of it, right? Like, right. And um, your goal is to just extract. They start you at one spot. You're 2,000 meters away from another spot. And you know in Far Cry, like that's a distance, but that's not ridiculous. And you just got to go there. And from my understanding, if you want to, you can take the like 20 minutes or whatever and just run straight there and do it. However, there is a end sequence, right? Where you've got to survive. And you're not going to be doing very well if you didn't do any of the side content where you get various things like helpers, sidekicks, extra Mm -hmm. weapons, perks and upgrades, right? Like you get all that stuff. So it's probably of your interest to do all the side stuff, right? Maybe not all of it, but some of it. Um, It's fun. I spent about three hours. I went and rescued my buddies. Um, So basically in it, they're like there, it was a plane crash or a helicopter crash and three of your friends that were part of your platoon were taken captive. So you got to wander around the map with like the fog of war kind of stuff. And when you approach a camp or something, they use the stealth mechanics. Um, You may find your friends. And if you find your friends and rescue them, they will become, you know, buddies you can use. Um, The downside is in at least one of the scenarios, your friends can be killed. And so you've got to act fast. But in my case, there was a sniper rifle right there. I just killed the two people that were going to kill him, and I was fine. So apparently, though, looking online, there were a lot of people who had problems with that. <laughs> so maybe they went in guns a-blazing. I don't know. Um, right. But it was, it was fun. It took me about three hours, and I did a majority of the map. Um, they do, you can call in airstrikes. You open the ability to call in airstrikes. And then the more kills you get, gives you more abilities, uh, if they're stealth. So if you stealth kill someone by either cracking their neck, hitting them with a bow and arrow or using throwing knives. So like nobody noticed you get perks. Mm -hmm. And the first time you kill somebody all the way up to the fifth kill, it's like four or five kills. You get different perks. And one of the later perks is when you get within a hundred meters of someone they suddenly show up in your periphery and you see a halo of them walking around and stuff so it makes you really good at the game right so i went around i got most of the achievements for like stealth kills and dropping bombs on people and it was just a an interesting little take on vietnam i really like the vietnam war and i feel like even in black ops one like call of duty never really captured nam great this little knockoff $11 DLC that's also part of the season pass, which is how I got it. I just bought the game with season pass for like 20 bucks on a sale a while ago. Um, they did a really good job of capturing Nam and the feel of it and doing stuff. There's even mustard gas areas and stuff. And there are mortar strikes and things like that. Like it was, it was pretty good. Better than I expected for like a little take the map, make a DLC kind of thing. Right. Right. That said, as you could probably imagine, the DLCs go downhill from there. They get oh. cheaper. So the first one was $11.99, second one's $7.99, last one's $5.99. So they're getting cheaper. 
and <clears throat> the amount of time, resources, and care Ubisoft put into these these DLCs drops off pretty quick. So the second one is called Lost on Mars. Yet again, it takes a piece of Montana, but it turns it into Mars. And what I like about this one, Trees, as stereotypical as it may be, it's the big rednecky dude with the rocket launcher from your game. His name is Herc. Okay. And he ends up Herc. getting kidnapped to Mars. Mars. Yeah. Mars. Okay. Mm-hmm. He ends up dying, getting kidnapped to Mars, and the AI that's keeping him alive, he convinces them to um, abduct you. You play, I think his name is Kyle, and he's the crazy hippie pilot that lives right. out in Montana that you um, that you work with, and he's got a wife and a kid. It's actually a big part of the story. It's it's a great. There's a great scene where you're rushing his wife to the ER in Far Cry Five as a no. side gig where you rush her to the ER because she's in labor and it's it's a lot of fun. Anyway, you play as him. He's abducted. He's dropped on Mars. And it I will give him credit. The main enemy concept was well thought out. It's like Tremors. There's rock and there's sand. When you walk on sand, they know you're there. They burrow underground. They pop out and you have to fight them. And they are strong. They are basically... They're kind of a hybrid between the arachnids in Starship Troopers and the dark overlord of the universe that looks like a giant scorpion from Howard the Duck. They're Mm. like a hybrid of those two. Nice. And the first thing you'll notice, and you have all space weapons, you have like laser weapons and stuff like that. But the first thing you'll find out is that they didn't balance the difficulty. So the game is really fucking hard at the beginning. And then the more leveled up you get, the easier the game gets. Which people don't love that, right? <laughs> right? Like it, it stops them from engaging with something if they're dying a lot in the beginning and then they can't get further. And then when they're at the end, it's a breeze, right? That's not that's not the ideal ramp, in my opinion. Um, on top of that, they have a lot of mechanics that are kind of half-assed, I guess I would say. So, like, you get this super jump plus a hover. And they do a lot of platforming puzzles. But they kind of half-ass it. So the platforming puzzles don't account for the fact that, like, when you platform and you climb up somewhere or something, if an enemy's right there, they can knock you right off of it or something. Like, they just don't think that stuff through. And they do Mm. a lot of stuff where there's a lot of enemies and it's easy to die. And they have a lot of missions, but the missions are just, like, arbitrary they don't help you or give you anything hell most of the time there's not even an achievement attached to it and it's way longer like i did the whole vietnam thing in like two and a half hours maybe three this one took like five plus hours and there's a lot more ground to cover and i really didn't like a lot of the late encounters that are more that are designed to be more difficult but they're not and i just constantly from time to time would die for reasons that I didn't feel like were my fault. And that I think that's the worst part about games, right? When you die and you don't think it's your fault. Mm, yep. So yeah. it's kind of half-baked. It is amusing, though. This redneck asshole and the things he says are just amusing. Like, what it, ma- what it doesn't have in gameplay it makes up for in charm 
It's very amusing. The arachnid enemies are fun. It's fun to be on a weird planet with tremor enemies that look like crazy big bugs. Um, you are, one of your missions is they put Herc into a little robot with like a American flag sash on him, like a do-rag. And you're collecting his body parts. And a lot of his humor is like really hilarious. Like you pick up his leg and he goes, oh yeah, just be careful. Might be my wiener, you know, cause they're the same size as my leg and stuff like, you know, there's just a lot of that toilet joke humor. Um, mm. The guy's a fucking idiot. And it's just really funny. The shit that comes out of his mouth. And um, <clears throat> a lot of the plots, like plot points are just really absurd and hilarious. Like you have to fight like queen aliens, which probably wouldn't surprise you to know they exist. There are queen aliens you have to fight. And when you're fighting them, they have these crazy, like butt rock eighties songs that like sound like they came from the eighties, but they weren't. And he, the whole time you're fighting this queen, like you're running around the battlefield trying to fight this kind of like sub boss. And you've got this absurd kind of jokey eighties hair metal band. And then Herc is telling you this story about like touring with them and all the crazy shit that happens backstage and stupid shit like that. And as absurd as it all is, it's, it's very amusing in the moment, right? Like when you think about it, it's really funny when you're playing it, I don't think it's nearly as funny, right? Like you're just really tense and you're like, if I die, I have to redo this fucking section again. I don't want to, um, but don't, don't get me wrong. Like, especially if you bought it separately for eight bucks, it's a pretty decent five, six hour storyline. And they're thinking out of the box. I'll give them credit. Right. Yeah. The last one is called Living Zombies, and it is as boring as its plot suggests. As a person who really is interested in playing Dying Light 2, and maybe even... I've never played a Dead Island game. Like, I'm thinking about playing the whole Dead Island trilogy, Dead Island, Riptide, and Dead Island 2, like, back to back to back some point. Um, like, I like zombies more than the next, but they kind of take the template of Left 4 Dead where it's like single or co-op and you can play regular for story or for points. And it's like little plots that are like zombie apocalypse scenarios. Mm -hmm. And you start them like you're part of a movie. Stop me if this sounds like anything you've played before. Um, And they do drop you into areas and there are fun areas like abandoned highways and open farms and stuff like that, that are, some of them are clearly from the main game. Some of them are not. But here's the problem. They didn't think it through like Valve and even like Dead Island and stuff like that. And, you know, the various other zombie games we've played. It's just like shoehorning something in kind of lazily. So it's not fun to play because the Far Cry weapons are not designed for one precision, especially when it comes to headshots. And for two for um, hordes of zombies, right? Like down to when you heal, it's a canned animation of healing. And so it takes a while and you have to kind of hide out. And I can totally understand how people are like, well, you do that in Dead, um, sorry, Left 4 Dead as well. Yes, but Left 4 Dead is very clever 
in the ebbs and flows of that AI director when they send you a horde of zombies, but then they back off and give you some breathing time to heal up and move on. This game doesn't do that. It just has like infinite respawn areas where it just shits zombies. And if you need to heal, there's no break in that, right? And and when you die, you have to restart the whole area again. And so it's seven areas each one takes about 15 to 20 minutes, but I played like three or four of them and you don't get any achievements or anything, which to me is part of the draw. Um, and they're just really, it's real repetitive gameplay and the game's just not designed. It basically was like, what if we try to do Left 4 Dead and Far Cry, but we didn't account for any of the mechanics Left 4 Dead has and it just doesn't work out well. And so I got like, I think I was on the fourth map and I had died a couple of times and had to restart. And I was like, just fuck this. Like I played for like an hour and a half and I was like, I'm just not having fun and it's repetitive. And I'm sure somebody out there could find the fun, Mm. but, and probably because I'd been playing all this Far Cry, like I recently played five and I was doing all this DLC. I was like, I think I'm far cried out, right? And then to imagine that New Dawn was supposed to be another Far Cry 5, like, like you know, um, expansion pack. I'm like, Jesus, guys, like, stop. Like, yeah. this is where you... So lately with that and Assassin's Creed Origins, I'm starting to see what people are saying where, like, you get that Ubisoft fatigue. See, I didn't have Ubisoft fatigue when they were cranking out like an Assassin's Creed every year. I can still play Assassin's Creed 1, 2, Brotherhood, you know, 3, you know, all those games in concurrent succession until Origins. Like, I'm fine with those. And I can do the same with the Far Cries. I could play Far Cry 1, 2, 3, 4, plus the DLCs and stuff, and not think anything of it. But... Those modern ones where they just really are squeezing everything they can out of that same engine or that same map, yeah. it's not good. I'm sorry. No. I don't have it. No, I don't think I, you know, I own them and I'm sure they're fine games and I know you've played some of them, but like, I don't think I will ever play Far Cry 6. I don't think I will ever play AC Valhalla. I doubt I'll even play, what was the Greek one in between Origins and Valhalla? Odyssey? Odyssey. I don't think I'll ever play that. Like, it's just too much. And it's just too formulaic. Right? Like, I don't know if I'll ever play New Dawn. I want to. But I know that that's just an adaptation of the Far Cry 5 map with, like, Mad Max mechanics. Like, it's just too similar. Right? Like, it's just too much of the same thing. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll eat those words, but I'll just say, like, I liked it better when they were experimenting with shit like Far Cry Primal and giving us a new game every yeah. day. Yeah, that, like, that was the last one I played through, was, yeah. uh, was Primal. I think I, I think if you've played 4 and Primal, and you've never played 5 or 6 or the DLCs, it's not that there's not stuff to like there, but you're probably good. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Far Cry back when it was at its best. And whether you <laughs> yeah, think that was Far Cry real. 2 or 3, those are the only right answers. That's that's when it was at its best. Um, Remember the good old days. Yeah. So yeah, that was the DLC. So like I said, I'm going to be moving on to something else, but I 
have satisfyingly removed Far Cry 5 from my hard drive. Um, but yeah, so spent a lot of time in first-person shooters lately. Yeah. But, um, and I'm, I just, you know, I always like to foreshadow stuff. I do want to mention the Steam summer sales on. And I'm going to totally beat Marvel's Midnight Suns before I start this, but I bought Hogwarts Legacy. I had never seen it go be- below 40 bucks, And the PC version is, like, now the best version once all this time has passed. If you've got a PC that can handle it, and I do. Um, so I grabbed Hogwarts Legacy. I'm going to play it after Marvel's Midnight Suns whenever I get around to beating that i'm at 35 hours in and most people beat the game in about 50 to 70 so i'm about halfway through won't be playing hogwarts legacy anytime super soon um and then in the summer sale i bought a couple of uh random indie and interested titles that i hope to be talking about in the future but i won't spoil those so but ultimately that's what i've been playing right now and I need to find a big game that's going to like suck me in again. Marvel's Midnight Suns does that, but I don't want to like binge it. Like Marvel's Mm -hmm. Midnight Suns, I do think is better in like small one to one hour to 90 minute doses versus just grinding through it as like your only game. I don't think that's a fun way to play it personally. No. No, it's like a TV show where you just get new episodes every week and each mission plus the surrounding days and night cycles are a fun mission. I'm on night like 32 or something. So like, you know, that's how it works. Like it's been months, <laughs> actual months in that right. game. So, but enough about me. How about you trees? Nope. What you've been playing? Jesus. Not much Fred. Okay. Not much. Um, you know, honestly, it's like, um, it's it's more of the same. And that's okay. Yeah, we don't have to around. we don't have to pad episodes, but please do not hold back on talking about stuff you've been playing. Just uh, you know, Fortnite. I think okay. Fortnite's totally dead with my son. Okay. So Fortnite's Which died. Is so what's bringing thing. you back? I enjoy playing it once in a while. Okay. I, I I I do enjoy it. And I do like this season with the jungle and the all the stuff, but I just haven't I haven't had time. But when I pop it on, I do I do enjoy it, and and I I really do want Optimus Prime, but I don't think yeah. it's gonna happen. And I, I need to try that just to see the jungle setting and stuff because I have not booted up Fortnite since the new season. You could ride raptors around. It's hilarious. It's fun. They and you know I'm a big sounds. dinosaur nut, yeah. so like that's a big they one. Make, make, Recently, trees rap the sound. Recently, trees Dino Crisis Three. Celebrated yeah. its 20th anniversary. No, yes, 20th anniversary. 20th? And I remember that game being shit, but I haven't played it since like it came out. I and like there's Dino a part Crisis. of me that's a, well, I like Dino Crisis one and two. I'm talking about specifically oh. Dino Crisis three, Dinos in Space. Three. Space, the space one with the jetpacks. Yes, I, I might give it a go, but like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm all about dinos. No well, judgments here. Nice. Yeah, so I mean, I've been playing that, and then um, <clears throat> you you mentioned um, your magic, the gathering. Yes. So I I might as well mention that I I have been really strangely addicted to Marvel Snap again. I'm so weeks. glad you brought that up. Okay, like a lot. Like I've been playing it like every chance I can play it. 
mm-hmm. because so you know they keep adding stuff, right? Yeah, it's always a work in progress, right? Sure. Um, <laughs> so they added uh, months ago where you could play a friend, right? So oh, okay, there was always, there was always like a blank tab, and then obviously they it activated, and basically it's like a little joystick and. Before you could create a room, a joiner room. And so what would happen if I created a room, it would give me like a little five digit code and I'd like text it to you. Mm-hmm. And then you would join a room and put that code in and then it would connect us. And then we would play. Uh, I believe would have a, a life bar with like 10 little uh, nibs on it there, you know, and okay. uh, <laughs> whatever you want to call them. Right. Um, points, ten points, and um, and so you've played Marvel Snap. You played a little bit, right? Like you know how yes. it works. I played, yeah, I played Marvel Snap for a while. It's still on my phone. I haven't played in a long time, right? Because I can play Magic, but like, yes, mm-hmm. I I get it, and I get the draw. So if you and me are playing, um, and we don't do anything at the end of the match, whoever wins will get two points, right? Yes, and I remember or that with if, like the snap and stuff like that, but obviously they didn't have friends at the time. If you snap, like there's a little cube at the top, if I snap, it doubles those points. And then yes. there'll be four points, right? Yes. Now, if the other person snaps, it doubles that. And so right. when so the game ends, around. you yeah. get eight points total. And in the old version, you would need 10 points to go up um, a level. Right. And there's like a timeline where every 10 levels you get something on the timeline. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, so they shorten that distance where you only need seven points now to go up a level. Um, so if you, if you both snapped every game, whoever's, you know, random people, you can go quitty pretty quick if you're good. Um, so what happens when I play against you, though, when I'm playing in a friendly match, is we keep playing to someone uh, to someone's life bar is empty. So say so you and me play, and we don't snap, and so I win, you lose two points, right? Okay. So I have ten points, and you have eight. And so we play a Nella hole game, and say I lose. It, no one snapped, right? It's just two points. I lose two points. Now we each have eight. So you can imagine you can keep playing one game for a while if it keeps going back and forth. And eventually, kind of like, um, uh, you know, kind of like blinds and poker. Like mm-hmm. they start going up on their own where it'll be okay, like, okay, yeah. now it's going to be four no matter Day what. Up the ante. Yeah. Yeah. When you guys hit like round six, like we're, we're going to. We're going to move this forward here. Um, <laughs> so now what they did was they turned that mode, not just into like, they still have the friend mode, but now they have conquest mode. And so a conquest okay. mode is, it's a whole nella like sort of prize tier. There's prizes and stuff you can buy in conquest mode. And basically you, you get matched with a random person to play these like rounds. Um, and when you win, you earn crowns. You earn little crowns. Um, and then in they have their own shop where you spend those crowns for things. And, of course, they've added, like, card variants 
and uh, you know cubes to buy stuff with. You know they've added stuff that you can use your crowns to buy, but they've also added special variants where you have to buy ten things with your crowns <clears throat> to unlock this variant. And okay. every time you buy I see what they're stuff, doing there. And every time you buy something, that price tag's gone. Like it's sold out, and the prices only go up. So mm-hmm. to get ten purchases, you need to kind of win a lot because by the end you need to right. And they have a yeah. Green Goblin variant right now, which I use Green Goblin. And they have Green, a Green Goblin, Goblin is amazing, but he's red. But the card is he's red in the card. There you go. It's like a red version of the Green Goblin. Yep. I am a variant whore in that game. <laughs> Some people are like, I don't care about variants. Why well, sell yourself short? Like, you don't need to you be know? just a variant whore in the game. Well, some some people don't care, right? They're like, yeah, there's a variant at this level, but I don't care to get it. I'm like, oh, no, you need you need your variants. You need to get those variants. Right, like, I save like- up my gold for my wins, and I buy variants in the store. Like, I love different you know, they have ultra rare. They have certain artist variants. Mm-hmm. I need them. I need them. You know, when people like your card, they can make a little like googly face with stars. Like yes. you can pick someone's card and like, I like getting the googly eyes on my variants. You're like, where you get that shit? And I go, wouldn't you like to know where I got this <laughs> variant? Um, so anyways, I've been playing. I can't stop yes. playing this conquest mode because I, I need to get my my. Green Goblin, Red Variant. Um, and I'm yeah, one dude. purchase away. The, yeah. One purchase away. And and the way it works is like you can enter conquest mode for free, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you win it, you only get like 15 crowns, but you get a key, a gold key. The next tier of conquest is two wins, and you need that gold key to enter, and the crowns go up. Now, if you win those two matches yeah. you get like a, a different key platinum key or something and then you can go to the next conquest mode we have to win three rounds in a row um and the crowns obviously keeps going up the stakes um makes sense if you lose you lose it all you can join those higher tiers by spending gold if you don't want to try to grind out a key mm-hmm. but they made it so you don't have to spend anything you just you just have to play and right now I'm in a, using a destroy deck, Fred. A destroy deck. Destroy which deck. Which means okay. I get my points by destroying my cards. Uh-huh. So I have I have a Wolverine. When Wolverine gets destroyed, he actually doubles his points and then goes somewhere else. So you're not actually destroying him. I have I a, got you. Yeah. a Deadpool, who's a, a one-cost card, a one and a one. But when he gets destroyed... He doubles his points and goes back into your hand as a one cost. Nice. So if you keep destroying him over and over again, he gets pretty high and he's only at one cost. Um, I have a Winter Soldier. It's actually Bucky Barnes. But when he gets destroyed, he turns into the Winter Soldier. And it's a six-point Winter Soldier card. Replaces him. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, um, I have a Venom who eats cards. And he absorbs their points. So if I throw down my Wolverine and say a Bucky Barnes, and then I throw down my Venom, he will eat them, absorb their points, and add it to his. But then they go elsewhere, right? Because they materialize. High. See, it's a whole thing, Fred. 
it's a whole fucking thing. What I like, like a- about what you're saying is it's expanded its tactics. Like mm-hmm. Snap oh, was a- pretty basic before. Now there's a lot more tactics and well, more importantly, tactical options to people playing it. Oh yeah. Well, I was using a hazmat deck before, a toxic deck, which I minused people's points, which I really enjoyed. Mm, so mm-hmm. I won by making them negative. See? Yeah. Um, and then I switched it. I have a move. There's move decks, Fred, because there's cards that gain points when they move around. Mm-hmm. So there's cards that gain points when they move, and then you have cards that move cards. Yeah. So you're constantly like shifting your cards around. And now, I'm, right now, I'm using a destroy deck. Because I think it's fun to blow my cards up, you know. Um, anyways, a lot of Marvel Snap this week. It's been it's been brutal. Um, you got me half interested in playing it again. It's fun. I don't know how you don't play it. I well, because I, I have magic. Away. Like I said, if I didn't have magic, we might be having yeah, a different conversation. It's a different beast, though. It's a different beast. Is it you know? though? It is. They're it completely is. different games. I'll give you that. Because if someone quits on me, I get rewarded points. Doesn't sound like you get that. Yeah, magic. That's an excellent point. If people, because they have a, they yes, have I remember a that about snap. There was, there is never a penalty in magic, the gathering to quitting. Well, right. no, actually, if you quit, the other person gets the victory and gets like XP and points and stuff. Okay. Well, so, okay. So, so yeah, I guess, I guess maybe, maybe I'm just not looking at this the right way. Is that the problem? Am I not appreciating what I have? I don't know, Fred. Yeah. There's lots problem. of things we don't see the same way <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to games. You and me look at games almost completely different. We see different things when we see, when we play games, you and me. That's, That's why we make a good point. team. That's why we make a good team when we talk about games. It's true. You know? But, yeah, Magic, I mean, um, Snap is like they give you a retreat button because sometimes by the last turn you can't win. Yes. You just get outplayed. And uh, and, and you got to remember the um, it's random every single time with the locations, and those locations yes. – Fuck you sometimes. Like they you can get spin a game fast. Fucked. Yes. And um, right, right, you'll see people retreat right away when they're like, this, these locations um, just destroy Nope, the fuck out of this one. Yeah. And, uh, saving my cubes. In uh, the same with conquest mode, you can um, concede the whole thing. So, like, mm-hmm. that, those conquests take forever. Like, if you're eking away two cubes at a time, you can play somebody for a while to a race for 10. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I snap right out the gate. And if they snap two, whoever loses, loses eight cubes out the gate. And it's pretty hard to crawl your way back because you sure. can only bet what you have. So if I play again and I snap, I can only wager my two cubes I have left. So for mm-hmm. me to climb back from that and win every minute. So basically – it's an understanding on the first round. It's free to enter, right? The first conquest is free to enter. So we both snap, and whoever loses, I ju- if say I lose, I just concede the whole thing, and I'll play someone else because right. it's like good job, give a little fist bump. Like <laughs> I'm not wasting 
15 minutes, especially if someone's, you know, the deal with magic, especially if someone's slow playing, you're like, oh my God. You that happened to me today. Dude, the dude, I had him in a lock where he just could not win. He knew he couldn't win. But boy, oh, 35 minutes later, he played it till the last card. Because yeah. I couldn't beat him either. He had yeah. me held at bay. But I had him held at bay, and I just had more cards in my deck. Yep. And so yep. I knew I was going to win, but we had mm-hmm. to play the game for 35 minutes to yeah. have me eventually Brutal. win because the guy was just too stubborn to quit. Yep. Yeah, Snap has a timer mm-hmm. on playing a card. It's pretty generous. Magic um, does too, it, yes. And this and guy someone, was just milking it. it. If they know someone hasn't moved in two turns, it will award you the match. Oh, you know, okay. if someone just like, because if you don't retreat, but you just back out of your game, the game will still play. Uh, their timer will just run out. I got you saying, yeah. Uh, Whereas with magic, then, magic, if you even let the timer run out once without any activity, they mm-hmm. lose immediately. Yeah. Um, but some people just let that timer go all the way yeah. when they're losing or for whatever reason. And they're sure. still in the last minute, they flip a card out, and you're like, oh, my God. Yep. You're wasting my whole lunch yep. break. I've buddy. seen that game. Yeah. Trying to get this Green Goblin variant. Um. Anyway, so it's I've been playing. Fuckers against you. I've been playing like a lot of snap. Um. Good, good game. I pay the um. Can't resist when a season's up. I don't know how many weeks it is. Um. I always pay the the ten bucks. Ah. To unlock the uh, sure. season pass thing. Why not? I love it. I play so much of it that I'm like, yeah, that's worth it for me. Because <laughs> it will show you the season pass of what cards are available. Mm-hmm. Like they always have a theme, and the theme this season—it's almost—I think it's over tomorrow, but tonight or tomorrow. But it was all uh, Ghost Spider, which is like, yeah, oh, I know Ghost Spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it was uh, Spider-Man twenty ninety-nine and mm-hmm. different Spider-Man variants. It was all Spider-Man themed and Gwen Stacy themed. So. uh I like weird. The You'd almost think that, like, oh, I don't know. Um, yeah. Oh no, they have a the movie um, had you, come out. Yeah, no, they have the cartoon variants where they sort yeah. of have that weird 3D artwork style sort mm-hmm. of outline. You know, very cool though. They're very cool cards, and they have like deck, you know, decks and stuff. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> very cool. I got it. Um, so it's funny you mentioned Hogwarts Legacy. Um, uh oh, I played the try the debt, not the demo, it was a trial on PlayStation 5. Okay, I said, let me play this thing. So, there's a PlayStation 5 demo, uh, trial. If you're part of the PlayStation Plus, you know, you get trials like timed. So they're not demos, but they're like trials. Yeah. You just play the game for like. Oh, wait. Are you part of I'm, premium? I wonder. I'm part oh, of extra. They have all these tiers. I am. I'm top tab. Okay. So I don't think I get those um, trials with premium. Yeah, you don't. Or with extra. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. No, Sorry. it's okay. It's on me. It's on me. Up, they keep offering here. me for like seven Sorry, bucks. Buddy. I can make it happen. I'm up here in Elysium, my friend, looking down, <laughs> looking 
looking down at you guys down there struggling. Um, Tell me about it. And it was weird because a lot of trials, most trials I've played up two hours. Mm-hmm. Right? They're like, you got two hours and the timer starts now. And then Hogwarts was like, you got 45 minutes, fuckface. Good luck. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they were like. It's just like, how you presented it was great. Yeah, it's how it feels, though. Everything else is two hours, and we're like, no, we know what we got here. You can get a taste. Um, so I did. I played 45 minutes of Hogwarts Legacy. And uh, Now, did you say you started that game? No, I bought it. You I bought, bought it, but you blind. haven't played it. But you haven't played it yet. Nope. So um, that game, would you get it on the uh, Xbox? Uh, PC. PC. So PS5 version. Um Looks great, which I probably don't have to tell you that, right? Like, yeah, both of the console versions apparently look great, but chug. Um, well, I didn't notice any chugging in my. That's demo. good, actually. That's but good. Maybe I wouldn't notice chugging anyways. I don't know, but I that's right. That's, that's the point counterpoint, right? Like I'll notice chugging and you won't, and that's I think, yeah. like you said, what people come to us for. <laughs> yeah, I don't notice that stuff. It just looks cool. Um, so yeah, I made my um. I made my um, my character. I forget what I named him. What did I name him? I named him something very Harry Potterish. <laughs> Harry <right>. Potter. <laughs> no, what the fuck did I name him? I can't remember now. I know his last name was Inkwell. Nice. I like that. You know, it was like Daddy is Inkwell. It was there something we go. like that. that. That's good you know, enough. I'm I'm down. It was. I don't know if it was Thaddeus, but it was close to that. Um, Oh, would I play it some more? Because I, I put it in my Gamefly queue. So that's the next game coming nice. to me once they get that pile of shit back. At Clive. They might even wait for that. That's why I realized why they didn't care that Clive and Wrench got lost in the mail, the first copy. <laughs> right. But like, whatever. We got a warehouse if someone stole that, the joke's on them. That's right. <clears throat> so, um, but yeah, you know, I it, it's, it's Harry... Potter as fuck that game, <laughs> like that game. That is exactly what I wanted to hear. It's well, you forget, <laughs> right? Like I, you know, I read all the books back in the day mm-hmm. when they were due. I read them all, and you get a feeling of Harry Potter in your in your head when you read those books. But obviously, when the movies came out with the with the the music and stuff, mm-hmm. it solidified like that tone. And so most people think of the movies like tone and music, right? When you think of Harry Potter. Yes. So like when the game starts and you hear that Harry Potter music, you're like, oh shit. Do, do, Harry do, Potter. Do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah, you get all that, man. And, and and you know, when it starts out, it's like like at a train station and there's a magic coach that you're in. Like it's Hell all yeah. and you're just like, oof, this is this is good stuff, you know? And um this is the shit. Oh, thank you. And so basically I'm st- you know 45 minutes in cuz I had my character creator that I tried I tried to rush through cuz I'm like, oh, they're trying to get me to trying to get me to use up all my, my <laughs> trying to get me to care out of my 45 minute rush. Oh, my my precious 45 minutes. <laughs> right, you might feel differently <laughs> when uh you know. So um yeah, I went through that. I went through my little car. I made my, my, my kid. And then uh, some shit happens. Mm-hmm. You get to go to Gringotts. And there's Gringotts. a very cool 
Gringotts. I mm. call it Gringotts, but no. there's a very cool um, scene, like going through the caverns of that, like on a train, like on a cool little like cart. I know everything's very well done and very cool as shit. Is like, oh boy. <laughs> and uh, basically, I got into, you know, I did a little combat, I did a little puzzling, a little like tra- traversal, got to use my magic wand as a weapon. You know, they, they nice. Everything worked pretty fucking smooth and felt cool. Like shooting shit with your wand, even if it's like breaking some uh, vases and shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because uh, your basic wand spell is basically like shooting bullets, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so you can shoot inanimate shit. You're know, like crates and, <laughs> you know, whatever's in your way. It felt good. It felt good shooting some crates and some. Uh, well, it's like, like when they, fun. I forget which Harry Potter it was, but there was a 360 game, like, I think it was Deathly Hollows Part 2, where it was like Gears of War, but like Harry Potter with wands, Harry like, Potter. they, they just was, know to make it bullets. Um, They do a thing where you learn spells, right? Mm-hmm. The way they do it is, it is, like, you trace the shape on the screen, right, to learn the spell, but then once you learn it, it's on like your weapons wheel. You know what I mean? And then you can just fucking fire it off. Or you you can put sure. it on a hot I think, and just fire it off. But when you first learn it, you know, they do the thing where you sort of make the motion of you would with the wand. It's pretty cool. Um and yeah, and then right when I was getting I was trying to get through the tutorial. Because you can feel when you're in the tutorial, right? You know you're in like a death room. Yeah. yeah. It is like you know, whatever your name is, I forget what they, they, they call you and they, you know, I don't know if you, how they address you because, you know, you have custom <laughs> names. I forget how they ad- address you, but they're like, they're Recruit. like, try this, try this freeze spell. And, you know, and you, so they, you teach it and you, you know, so I was getting through that whole thing. And then yeah. I think my little, and they don't do shit. They don't do shit like, hey, your, de- your, your trial's over. We have saved and quit. Your screen just goes black. And they just like over. Time's oh, wow! Don't like, rip you out. Stuff. Yeah. Good luck next time you play it. Um. So we'll see where I'm at. We'll see. I see where it leads me. You know, it doesn't. Like I said, it doesn't back you out or something. So I'm just like, like you and your Street Fighter. Is it going to put me back to the beginning of mm-hmm. uh, into this thing when I boot it back up? I don't know how these these trials work. These demos, but it sold me. Put it that way, Fred. It sold me. 45 minutes sold me on that game of like, yeah, this is going to be some fun. This is going to be some fun. It's all I wanted to hear. And again, I'm going to do it anyway, but yeah. And it looked amazing. You know, in the the character, the kid I made, and then in cutscenes and stuff, you're like, you know, it's all an engine, but you're Mm -hmm. like, Jesus Christ. Like, their their detail in in the editor Yeah. is really good. And it's not like it's, it's, very streamlined, right? So it's not like overwhelming, but it just looks good. Like the, all the hair, like it probably has some of the best hair I've seen in a video game. Oh man. So you and like I got an NVIDIA games. card, which is all about the hair yeah. physics. Hell yeah. Yeah. And in the hair of like the different styles of hair and stuff is mm-hmm. just like, Oh, they nailed that. Like, that's like the best, like of that, like, like ethnic or what ethnicity or whatever, like yeah, you that's the best version 
that I've seen in a video game of like a fade or like you know what I mean? Like right, it looks yeah. everything looks like amazing. You're like, that's awesome they did that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everybody can like make themselves. You know what I mean? And it doesn't look dumb. Like it just looks exactly everything. yeah. It looks great. So I thought that was that was super neat. Um and uh, my boy Inkwell. I can't remember his first name. So it's a very <laughs> Harry Potter first name. Um, Cletus. Uh, I remember when I get the game. I remember when I get the game. Uh, you know. And um, or did you so say played, Thaddeus? Was it Thaddeus Inkwell? I don't think it's. I think I did say that just as a okay. placeholder. But it's it's definitely not Thaddeus. <laughs> Still, that cool. works. In case it you does need. work. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's something Inkwell. uh, Also, for the record, as people hear this, this is a seltzer water with caffeine, no alcohol. (laughs) I'm trying to stay awake. (laughs) I know something with um, Harry Potter names is it's like an English name and then an inanimate object. Yes. Like you said, you know what I mean? And I believe when you do the... um, because I did the um, random name gener- generator. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, I was just like, uh, I was looking at random. I said, I went online and said, let me look at some, uh, not in the game, but on my phone. I was like, what are some random Harry Potter names? Give me some ra- random, you know, there's generators for everything. And I noticed most of them was like a name and then an inanimate object. I go, this must be a Harry Potter thing that I've never noticed. <laughs> this is my character. Ingrid Doorknob. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Um, so anyways, I, when I when when the game comes from Gamefly, uh right. I'll be able to see my boy's name. I see my boy's name again. Um, <laughs> you know, and I made him sort of look sound and be a little older. Like he's an older uh because the story is like you're not first year, you're like fifth year or something. And, oh, okay. And they're just like, uh, so you're like an older classmate, and they're just mm-hmm. like, oh, that's uh, no one's ever been admitted this late <laughs> at Hogwarts. This is strange. Like, there's something special about you. You know what I mean? You can see um, their version of uh, like Batman vision. You know what I mean? Oh, like, detective vision version, and stuff. Yeah. There's a version of like you can see like symbols on the wall and stuff, and no one else can. Like, okay. Oh, wow. Boy, so there's something about you, right? So some might call you special, others may call you certifiable. There's something about you, you know. <clears throat> You're crazy like that, yeah, that so Potter thinking, kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're a freak like that kid with the lightning bolt. So, um, so when I get uh, when I get that in the mail, that will be that'll be good times indeed. Hell yeah! Uh, it felt like something I needed. I was playing. I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, this is just straight up, like, this seems like it would be a lot of fun. Now we'll get tedious or long in the tooth. That's yet to be seen. Maybe, but that's not it. the consensus I heard from most people that weren't forced to review it in, like, seven days. Yeah, I heard it's it's pretty fun. I heard people yep. had a lot of fun. Don't get jealous, Fred. Yeah, jealous. we'll sit here and pretend that Los didn't totally talk about this a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is that your, you're going around too on the seltzes? Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Don't be jealous. Yeah. Oh, I'm not jealous. I've, uh, I've had three of my tequila drinks and I'm just calling it. 
And then, Fred. Um, okay. The last thing I played. Yes. And, you know, I'm sure there's some other things I looked at. Because there was a lot of stuff added to, like, Game Pass. There's all types of shit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, after hovering over that um, story of seasons or whatever for a very long time, I said, I can't do it. I can't. I can't be farming and raising crops again. Can't do it. Because that was in Game Pass. It's like, uh. Um, I went back to a game that I was heavily addicted to and I got away from it. And I said, let me. I wonder if this is, uh, is anything going on with this. Uh, I went back to. Uh, Shipbreaker. Oh, yeah. Oh God! Is that was was that the name of it? Shipbreaker. Uh, that's hard, the second hard, part. Hardship. Well, what is it? Hard. Is it hardship or is it hard? No. God damn something, it! Something. Something. Shipbreaker. Hardline shipbreaker. No. Hard space. Hard space shipbreaker. Yep, that is it. Hard space shipbreaker. Um, hard space ship. Breaker. It's in Game Pass. If you have Game Pass, right? It's I was, like uh, it sounds dirty, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. If you know, if there's new listeners, uh, you don't know, but uh, I talked about this game for like three months straight as the game I played. Like I couldn't get away from Hard Space Shipbreaker, and um, so it is on Game Pass. But for those that are not Game Pass, I also see it's on the Steam sale because Steam has its summer sale, which I'll be talking mm-hmm. about in a different episode, but. Um, it's down 43%. It's at 20 bucks. Whether worth or not every... it's worth 20 bucks is up to trees, but yeah. Oh, it's a nine out of 10 on Steam. It's worth yeah. every penny of that 20 bucks. That's right. Um, and so I turned it on, Fred. <clears throat> I think I was like, you know, their version of levels is like, um, is like how many, um, I forget what they call it. And you go up a level certification certification okay. level whatever i was like 16 and uh i deleted my save right deleted it holy shit because i couldn't remember the controls you know there's a lot going on in hard spaceship breaker control wise if you come back to it and you don't remember anything little rough is like i don't <laughs> remember how to use any of these things or move around so i just started over started over fred because you know i do that once in a while i throw it all out the window i started over baby out with the bath water and let's go back up the the certification level seven already nice Um, and uh i'm breaking down some ships i forgot how fucking fun that game is did you ever try this is this one of the games you went to try and went, nope. I never what... did, actually. Do, there you think something... I would, do you think I would potentially find point, the fun? At this point, Fred, I do not know. <laughs> I've sent you other places and you haven't. I don't you know because this game this game's very unique, man. And it's presented in a way that's just fucking cool. You know? Yeah. It's it you know it's when you're in your little habitat, it's all stationary. Like you don't walk around in three D. Oh, you just kind of you just kind of point to like the desk, or you point, and then when you're outside, you're in the same spot. You're in the bay, 
the ship breaking bay where you have two furnaces and two processes and then you have the barge below you and the ship floating in the middle and you just fly around that ship and you take it apart and you put stuff in the furnace you put stuff in the processor and you send stuff down to the barge and uh boy once you get going and you get your tethers there's something about attaching a tether down into the barge and then up from like a, a you know like a jet and then you weld <laughs> off the jet and it sucks it down just shoots it down into the barge it's very satisfying when you when you cut some brackets off the side of the ship and send them into the processor whew, it's good times uh now I'm back I up again. may check this out. <laughs> I'm back into the part of the tutorial now, though. So I've just got my refresher course in reactors, Fred. So okay, the first ships they give you are like empty, non you know. No, there's no power. There's no pressure on them. So they just teach you how to get into the walls and cut it apart and send mm-hmm. the shit. Put, you know. Then they they start to introduce you to the the reactors. And the reactors, once you dislodge them, they start to explode. Like there's a very limited time before they, they, uh, what's that called? When a reactor. uh, Oh, melts down? Meltdown before it has like an overheat or a meltdown. Yeah. So basically, you got to like cut out the floor around it or, or, you know, make a path. So when you yank that thing out, uh, you have some place to put it. <laughs> yeah. So usually what you do is you, you cut the floor out and you attach a tether to it. A tether, um, you know, it, it's like in a video game. You, if you attach like a tether between two barrels, do barrels. Yeah, you connect two things together. Yeah. Um, so they have sort of like a pull on them. So if you attach it to a loose panel um, or something that's attached like a chair – Kind of um, rip it out, and you, yeah. And when you attach it to somewhere else, it will take a second. There's like, um, like a little like um, damage meter that will count down before it can rip it out. Mm-hmm. So the reactors, that's what you do. You attach a tether, and then you you shoot the other end down below through the hole in the floor, down to the barge, and you just let it go, and it'll rip it out, suck it down there. Um, I'm getting into the fuel lines where I have to turn off the fuel tanks, right? Before, mm-hmm. <laughs> before I can get those out, you don't want to do that. Um, get into the thrusters where the thrusters are powered. You got to make sure to turn those off, else uh, you go to take the cap off the back and it will just blast out and knock you into a furnace. That's not fun. Um, these things I remember from the first playthrough that I'm not doing now. I've learned learned my lessons the hard way before. Uh, and now they're teaching me, um, I'm going back to the refresher course of pressurized cabins, uh, which is tough because you don't want to cut into something that's pressurized. And then, uh, yes, traditionally that doesn't go well. Then everything just goes nutty. Shit sucks out the doors. And it's a mess. <laughs> Imagine if there so, was a human there. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to, uh, you don't want to get blasted out. So, you know, you get, you know, go in, close the door behind you depressurize it, then you go in and then there's little atmosphere pressurizes and then you turn those off and then it will even everything out. Very cool. You got scanners to let you know what's pressurized and what's not. Now I'm getting into um, 
coolant systems. Those are a pain in the ass. Those something goes wrong there, they explode and freeze you, <laughs> freeze everything, <laughs> and all types of trouble. Um, now I'm getting into fuel tankers that carry gas, so that should be fun. I forgot about those. Um, yeah, I like that game a lot. Uh, it's my kind of game, you know. Yeah. Uh, I I've seen people on YouTube that do speed runs of breaking down ships. That's not my game. <laughs> no, no it just I, doesn't seem like what you'd be down for. No, I have zero because there's no time limit per se, right? Like there's nothing like you're gonna you have a day shift, like you, your work shift that runs out. Mm-hmm. And when it runs out, it just the day's over. It just puts you back in your habitat, right? If you're in the middle of something, it'll be like. You know, there's like a, a alarm going off, but when it runs out, it's just like it fades out and you just go back to your habitat for the day. Um, you have oxygen meters and fuel meters and stuff. So you do have to, uh, if there's not O2 canisters in the ship you're dismantling, sometimes there's O2 canisters floating around or on the wall. Those will replenish your O2. If not, you have to fly back to this little kiosk. You can fly back to the, like, ref- Replenish your tethers or your oxygen or your fuel or get med kits if you accidentally burn yourself or something, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that's the only sort of pain in the ass. But as you level up, you level up your suit and your oxygen. And so with all these things, it gets easier the further you, you get in, you know. Um, yeah, I like that whole loop of it. I like taking my time, not in a hurry. You know, it's fun sort of like looking around and analyzing stuff like, okay, cut that. I got to cut that. But how do I get this off? You know? Yeah, it's kind of like learning a new skill. Like that's what I always like about what you do in video games is like you're drawn to like learning how things work. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, you know, when you first start the game, like the first ship, you don't have tethers yet. So you have a grapple mm-hmm. gun where you can like hold panels and hold things, and then you can shoot them off, like pulse them, like a pulse uh, blast. Mm-hmm. So you 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 hold stuff, like aim them towards where you want to shoot, and then you because there's you know no gravity, you just pulse it, and it will just keep going, you know, into the furnace or whatever. But once you get those tethers, boy, the minute you cut like a whole side panel loose, you just tether it and shoot it into the furnace. You don't even look back at it. It's just zoop, zips it right off the ship. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, and then, if I remember correctly, the last time I played, I was getting to some really big ships. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, really intricate, like, almost like, um, you know, almost like a, a passenger jet, uh, jet, you know what I mean? Like a jumbo jet, like that kind of style where there's, like, passenger seats lined up and, you know, you take all that shit out. It's very, uh, it's a lot going on. Um, <laughs> but I forgot how much I like that game. Hard Space Shipbreaker, man. That shit's fun. It's a good time. It's you definitely piqued my interest. It looks good. You know, it, it, once you get the hang of it, it gets, to me, it gets very addictive. You know? Yeah. And it is fun when, the, when you fuck up. <laughs> In the sense that you're like, oh, fuck, like... <laughs> I didn't know it was going to do that. Now I know it's going to do that. <laughs> Don't do that again. Uh, like I made a mistake today. I was playing something I never did before, but the, and I should have known, right? Cause first of all, the game looks great. 
it's not like some cheesy budget like sim game you know what i mean like it looks it's well done you know mm -hmm. people are thinking it's like some one of my gas station <clears throat> simulator games it's not it's uh it's very those well are done. appreciative in their own right like yeah but if you look at pictures of this game you can tell it it looks it looks pretty good um but you know on the inside of the ship there was like you could clearly see they were padded walls mm -hmm. and I went to shoot at a weld and missed because, you know, you're floating around. So they sure. get jostled and my beam hit that wall and it just caught on fire. And I get it. It's in space. But it doesn't matter. It caught on fire. <laughs> space fire. <laughs> right. It sizzled. It sizzled and got me. Oxygen again. makes its way out here. No matter what you've and, heard. Yeah, Don't worry. But yeah, it's a special fire. You know what I mean? And, uh, but yeah, it started. It set off a chain reaction because it, it caught me on fire, and then the alarm mm -hmm. started going off, and there was stuff near it. There was a gas tank near it, and uh, <laughs> holy shit! So there, I, if I remember correctly, when you get more advanced, there are like um, fire extinguisher canisters or something that you can knock into those into a fire mm -hmm. to, you know blow it up and extinguish it so i wasn't there though. i had to like get out of the ship and just let it burn out a little and uh then we were good but uh i learned not to do that again i was like yeah don't do that again take my time see skill building yeah skill building <laughs> with hard space shipbreaker great game <laughs> and that's what that's what i've done this week for well, it sounds good. Like, like I said, we've, uh, it, you know, what I think strikes me the most about what you said as we wrap up mm -hmm. is that like, I don't know, I feel like with a lot of what I did with Far Cry 5, while it was somewhat switching up the formula of Far Cry 5, it's still mm -hmm. going through the motions. That doesn't sound like the case with heart, uh, hard space <laughs> ship breaker <laughs> shit um and so i don't know i i still like even my daughter was talking to me about it it's like i can't explain why i'm like oh let me completionist this game when in the back of my mind there's another game i'm waiting to play way more mm -hmm. and i don't think you suffer from that problem <laughs> no it's probably Something I could look into, but yeah. but yeah, I'm curious to check it out. It's it's available on both Xbox and PC for Game Pass. So yes, no harm, no foul. Yeah, put it this way: Who if you knows? if you play the very first tutorial ship, uh -huh. you're gonna know. You're gonna know if you yeah. think that's cool. Or not. And I think that's the least that I can right. Like that's the least that I can do. Mm -hmm. If I think this is a game for me, which it's piquing my interest, so. And I just like, I like when you go into your little yard, right? And it boots up, like the furnaces turn on, and then the barge is down below where you shoot like um, reusable stuff, you know, like mm -hmm. chairs and computer components and stuff, and 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 that's sort of like boots up almost like a computer big computer screen like they're like you know everything turns on they're like turning on the shipyard now <laughs> everything boots up you're like ah 
Yeah, I need to go and check that out because it sounds like in the least the presentation is aces. It's cool because it's like you're in this ring. Like if you see what your thing looks like, there's like an elevator that everything goes up in. Like it's thought out. And if you look off just into the distance of the space, mm-hmm. the ring you're in, like the workstation, they're everywhere. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. like it, it's cool. It's a cool vibe. I dig it a lot. You know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I I think I'll give it a go. I've got a couple of days off this week, so mm-hmm. the least I can do is probably give it a go. Um, and like you said, on that first ship, I'll know. So. Well, that's it. Yeah. But all right. Well, I think mm-hmm. we'll call it to a close. Trees and I are going to talk off the air figure out how we're going to handle the next couple of weeks. Um, but in the meantime, if you got any questions or anything, um, contact GamingHistory101.com or you can follow either of us. Um, or you can go to GamingHistory101.com forward slash contact if you don't even want to use an email and just direct shoot us something. Mm-hmm. Just put any random email address in there and it will accept it, I <laughs> promise you. I almost wonder if like WordPress thinks it's a bad thing that I tell people that. But I'm like, whatever. They can send us something without giving an email address. I don't yeah. fucking care. We're not going to respond back to them. We're going to talk about it on the show. So, yeah. but and, uh, If you want to buy a Funko Pop, you can come over to us. Yes. My, yes. On Monday nights. Even though a week from now, who knows if I'll still be doing it. But still should. Still I'm going to keep pimping it. Whatnot.com forward slash user forward slash Funko underscore trees. Look at I, last week's episode title if you don't know how that works. I really uh, appreciate that. You put my logo in there too. Yes. That was no easy feat to extract it without asking you directly, which it wasn't that I didn't want to ask you directly. It was that it was midnight on Thursday. And I was like, fuck it. I got to figure this out. That's all right. Because I might be changing that logo at some point. There Even go. though I put a lot of, I might, I might tweak that tree just a little bit, just just so I don't get sued by Timbaland <laughs> or Forza. I might t- tweak it just a tad. That's fair. I don't think you will, but always better to be either. safe than sorry. That's right. In case you amass the Funko Empire, that's right of the universe. And I don't uh, see that happening. Yeah. but thank you. Eh, yes. You never know. I don't mean to condescend. Like you never know. I never say never. Apparently, Jeff Bezos was selling books out of a garage once, so. That is true. So, all right. Well, then, until next week, I guess there's Mm -hmm. nothing else to say but happy gaming. (laughs) Later.